0: Welcome to the Mostly Put Out at Night. Mostly. I am Salem, joined by my co-host Graveyard, Blue. This is episode 31 of our weekly All Things Horror podcast. Ow! Right in the childhood. Join us as we discuss and review movies about childhood favorites turned horror. Uh, be warned, spoilers ahead for the newest entry in this list, that Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which just came out uh, this week. Uh, we'll also be going over uh, Pinocchio's Revenge, The Banana Splits movie, and Willy's Wonderland. Yes. Um, we will be starting out with the 1996 classic Pinocchio's Revenge, um, starring Vern Troyer. Was it? Yeah, he was the body double <laughs> for Pinocchio. <laughs> which I'm I'm pretty sure after watching the movie, I'm pretty sure it was only like the silhouette scenes.
1: That's possible. You know what
0: I mean? Where they actually like showed him kind of sort of moving or standing in a doorway. I believe yeah. that was the scenes that it yeah, but he was a body double for Pinocchio. Interesting. That That's the, I was the only person in the entire credits that I knew who they were. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, Graveyard, why don't you take it away for us, buddy?
1: Yeah, so uh, I thought this was initially an older movie <clears throat> than 1996. Um, when I was looking up lists of things to go over. Uh, and sur- there'd be no surprise to anyone who's seen this or will probably guess by the end of this as well. This was a straight to video release, it was never in theaters, never on TV. Uh, so if you're one of those lucky people like me who paid money to rent it in 1996 or 1997, you saw this just wonderful gem of a movie, right? Yeah, um, I, I never did. <laughs> this is, this somehow is the first I did. time I've watched. Somehow I did. I don't know how. Um, and I've remembered every moment of it, too. It's been like 26 years since I've seen it. Uh, so, anyway, it kind of starts off with uh, a guy, I'd say, in a trench coat and bearing a child. Really, I'd say off the highway, but like three feet from the highway. Yeah, he didn't do a very good job of getting <laughs> off of the road. No, and we had, you know, the thirteen year old cop man. (laughs) Right. He he sounded like he was a thirteen year old boy, quite honestly. (laughs) I mean, maybe he was. (laughs) Maybe he was. Um, so anyway, he you see that while bearing this child in the yellow tarp, that there's also another yellow tarp, at least another one in the hole that this guy is digging. Uh man boy cop shows up and tells him to freeze and he does surprisingly he has a shovel drop drop the shovel <laughs> that's what he sounded like to me <laughs> I mean that's that's um, fair. yeah Uh and you know they see that there's a boy there and then there cuts to the next morning of a crime scene and you know they like oh this guy this was his kid and like there's another body here and lo and behold it's Pinocchio. Uh, He is a Marriott puppet when he wants to be in the movie. I don't think they had him on the strings. Yeah, they, the yeah they conveniently
0: show up when they're supposed to be there, but normally they are not
1: there at all. Yes. and At least they give a reason for it later on in the movie. Um, So, and they're like, huh. And then five years later, <laughs> uh, and we introduce to... The uh, heroine, if you want to call her that, of the movie. Um, She's a uh, defense attorney. She's a public defense attorney. So, you know, she's a lawyer that, you know, for people that can't afford representations, she's assigned to them. She's been doing it for, I think they said like a year at this point. Um, And she's now uh, this this guy who killed his kids on trial. um, And they're stating that there's you know that he's I don't know what they said like serial killer, but there he but there's no proof of serial killer
0: well it's it's yeah, they do that sometimes or it's it's a serial killer that they're pretty sure killed a lot of people, but they only really have the direct evidence of the one right so they will convict him of the one and then kind of sort of sentence him as if he
1: did the other ones right, but the tabloids all this stuff are calling him a serial killer and they, yes right' yes. And not being charges a serial killer you know he you know he, he she talked to him she he admits like yeah i killed my boy it just you know what the, about this puppet that was his favorite toy so i buried it in with it there's you know huh and her now boss this, this he must was,
0: have been in texas
1: something like that yeah because, because i mean this is a, an extremely accelerated
0: timeline for a death sentence to be carried out five years from arrest to ex- ex- like execution that's crazy. Yeah, fast. And
2: her
1: her you know, the other lawyer she's, you know, going against, uh he's also a slime back, and she just feels sick because, you know, she knows she's puts trash out onto the street, but this time she believes he's actually innocent. You know, this is the only first time she's been doing this job that she felt like her client was actually innocent of the crime Um which, you know, said so he admits it, I did it. And then he gets electrocuted. Uh, I was like, I said, pretty damn fast.
0: <laughs> well, Yeah. Like I said, from, from arrest to execution in five
1: years is
2: extremely. Yeah. fast.
1: And then, you know, she witnesses it and she gets a little sickened by it. You find out that she's a single mom that the dad left a year before. Uh, that she has a new boyfriend who is a not a gardener but a landscaper. Very her boss asked that and she blatantly points it out. Landscaper, not gardener. Um and in the weirdest twist so the movie could happen, she's able to take the evidence home of Pinocchio Marionette puppet home with her. That should be in like, you know, Evidence lock up somewhere.
0: Well, yeah, but that, okay, so that would be evidence, but they pretended like because they said that oh, these were the things that he had with him when he got uh, you know when he got interned to the prison, which is not yeah. true. There's no way he would have been carrying the puppet with him when he was brought to prison. That's not the way. No, these considering
1: work. considering he was already brought to prison, and the next morning is when they found, it. so he's already in prison. Right, I mean,
0: yeah, right. right. When when you get processed in prison, like you have already been, like your trial is over. (laughs) Yeah, like these are things that you bring with you to its prison. It's usually just the clothes on your back and maybe like a watch and a wallet or something. Right, that's it. Uh, I don't know why this puppet would end up in there. I mean, I guess just to make the movie
1: move along. But sure, let's let's go with that. Like false of uh, the law. Um, So clearly, this person does know law that wrote this movie and directed. We'll go with that. (laughs) Um, so, you know, like I said, single mom, it's her kid's birthday. She has a nanny because she's working so many long hours doing all. She's an au pair.
2: An au pair?
1: A pair.
2: Because she has a nanny?
0: No, the au- oh, p- the nanny isn't a nanny. She's an au pair.
2: Oh, because she lives there?
0: Well, an au pair is a person from a foreign country that comes and oh. lives with you and traditionally helps with childcare and like cleaning and stuff like that but realistically they're they're like trying to get their visa trying to get their foot in the door in the new country um so they're like learning the language and and getting what you
1: know, what nationality do you think she was just her french. accent was all over the place it was all over the place but That's i'm pretty actually-
0: sure she was trying to be french Okay. Because au pairs are well, I mean it's a French word. So I'm
2: assuming he's right. like, well, it's a
0: French word. Let's just make her French.
2: Yeah, that's sure. Genius. Let's go. <laughs> Genius. Genius move.
0: Yes.
1: Um so, you know, her her daughter, she acts like she's supposed to be like six, but I feel like she's eleven or twelve. Um she's I don't She's definitely yeah, I don't older. Know. Um, but you know, she loves stuffed animals and it's her birthday and of course the dad can't show up and for some reason her you know she's getting really busy she came home from work she has to take a shower and clean up and took forever like the party was almost over
0: <laughs> yeah she was like oh I'm gonna go take a shower come and get me when the people get here and then like she's like strolling out of the room like feels like hours later and like, like they're already teaching. the kids are already there like <laughs> parties in full swing like what were you
3: doing
1: yeah yeah um, but, you know, the, the boyfriend took all this, her, the, you know, the birthday cake, all stuff out of her car. And of course she didn't remember present, but the boyfriend saw Pinocchio there and, you know, cause her daughter's in love with stuffed animals that she sleeps with. So it was for her, even though she explained to her, this is, you know, this is not You'll have this until you get your real birthday present. I mean, I don't know what's worse. Having that taken away or find out that your mom actually didn't get you a present. <laughs>
0: Okay, and I just want to be clear at this point. Um, This mm-hmm. is 30 minutes into the movie. Yes. Okay, just, just to be clear. Nothing has happened with this doll. There's been no, like, creepy movement, no doll talking, no doll movement, no murders, no death, no nothing. Mm-hmm. This is now 30 minutes into the movie, and the, t- and the child is just now introduced to Pinocchio.
1: Yes. I just oh, we clarify. also find out that the the kid is also in therapy because of her dad leaving. She gets in trouble at school. She gets into a fight with a snotty girl at school. So there's a little backstory there. She, like, what, bites her ear or something Yeah, like no, that. yeah. She pulls
0: a full-on Tyson, and she, like, bites yeah. a chunk out of her ear.
1: Yeah. I mean, and then everybody trash, is kind yeah. of
0: casually okay with it afterwards. Like, ah, yeah, that's not okay.
1: Right. Well, she's being bullied. Uh, yeah, she was. I mean, Yeah, she that's was, tr- but... <laughs> so something right. needs to be done um, and then I'll just, I'll just say this now because they show so many shots of Pinocchio's blue eyes so here's, here's what I'll do he had the bluest eyes instead <laughs> of so the darkest oh, eye <laughs> they this show it is- all the time yeah all the time, the time. there's
0: no movement
2: Just the eyes. no nothing
0: they just show his face
1: and his eyes
0: are yep. looking up and to the left. Yeah, like they're not even looking straight; they're <laughs> looking up and to the left. Correct, and they constantly fade back to that over and over and over again. Yeah,
2: um, you
1: know, so she wants to go. You know, the boyfriend does I what I consider a really shitty thing. Right? She was kind of creeped out. She thought Pinocchio was creepy. Then he made the but Pinocchio. That's the only time it's a Marinette puppet. He does a Marinette thing and just tells the creepiest story of Pinocchio. How? he's evil and has to have a conscience so he doesn't kill people. And then, here you go, here's your doll go to sleep now. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's kind of shitty. I, uh, Well, I mean, yeah, the whole thing is
0: <laughs> it's um, stupid. I mean, shitty, yes, but stupid.
1: <laughs> right. Um, and it was, it was, she goes to school with it first, correct? Before the scene I'm about to talk to her now. Uh, do, they, do they do it first, or does next, or is it the school A first? The school is first. Okay, so she has Pinocchio, which is, which is like almost her like small child size. That's probably why they they picked an older child for this because it's already human size as it was like small child size. Well, it's so it's is,
0: Vern Troyer sized.
1: There you go. Yeah. So. Um, she brings it to school, and like they start the bully starts picking at her again and throws like easily throws pinocchio over like a, what 12 foot fence yeah
0: i mean yeah i mean it's <laughs> like solid wood that thing is like yeah not easy so like, yeah like a six-year-old girl should be struggling to throw it over a 12-foot fence but
1: no, she did it with the greatest of ease yeah yeah <laughs> um so the little girl shows find it and pinocchio is holding on to like a stick like a broom handle almost and we see the bully riding her bike, and she sticks out the pipe and into the spokes. She falls, and then she proceeds to get run over by a bus <laughs> right? and survive. <laughs> like a bus over a small child, probably not going to live, let's be honest. This is like a full-size bus. Right. Um,
0: um, and now just, just to clarify, this is 45 minutes into the movie. <laughs> Yes, we're almost done with the movie understand forty five minutes into the movie, the first any kind of thing happens,
1: yeah, but you know, I mean, the mom's creeped out by the doll because it was found next to a dead body and owned by a supposed child murder of his own kid, right um and then you know we hear uh the girl takes Pinocchio to therapy about it because obviously you know they blame her for doing it. She's like, no, it was Pinocchio. I have to, you know, blah blah blah. She, she talks talking to Pinocchio, and you hear Pinocchio talk. But that's it. You know, that's all you hear. And it's just really, oh boy. Like <laughs> type God. of like, yeah, it was annoying. Yes.
0: Um Okay, and the doll does not speak or move correct. until over an hour into the movie.
2: Correct. <laughs> Just just to clarify. Um
1: Yes. So, you know, she goes home, she's not in trouble, she sleeps with Pinocchio, and then her mom proceeds to do the the uh landscaper, which the girl's able to clearly hear.
0: Well, I mean, okay. I, I mean I understand single mom, you know, hey, you need to get it on sometimes, no shame there. But yeah. like if you share a, a wall with a small child, like maybe tone it down a little bit. I mean, she was like full on (laughs) into it, man. I mean, it was like, like they have the view of the little girl in bed and you can like clearly hear what's happening. Like, that's not a good, that's not a good thing.
1: So we get very brief nudity, and then it cuts to the au pair nude in the shower.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Of course. You got to get it all out of the way. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, she's like, what are you doing in my room? Oh, Pinocchio was in your room. And starts arguing with about that, right? Um, so then the mom's at a new case about a guy whose TV told him to kill the drug dealer, his dealer. Oh, so a program team, not a program. The TV, it wasn't on. <laughs> yeah, clearly crazy guy. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> so she has this, you know, and then they, they recorded him, you know, the interactions. But she pointed out on the, you know, she has like a mental breakdown briefly. Goes crying in the bathroom because she has to stay late. No one can watch her kids. So she has to ask the boyfriend to to watch her. And then like she comes out, she's like his voice was on the tape, <laughs> which kudos to her. That is accurate. His voice was not on the tape that they had evidence of. The the other shooter's like shit. (laughs) Um, so, uh, essentially, this is where we kind of get our first kill, if you want to call it that. Not even a kill, more body damage. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you know the boyfriend's watching. You know the daughter. Tells her to go to sleep, all of a sudden, like Pinocchio is supposedly seemingly walking towards him in the room, and nope, it was her holding
2: it. So she goes back to bed, he has to go downstairs for something. I don't remember what it was for. No, nah, yeah, uh, he but, goes
0: yeah. he goes by the basement door. Yeah. And, and then, then Pinocchio slabs, yeah, slams the door in his face and he falls.
1: And then like a lot of the blood comes out of his head. <laughs> Like, it's, it's like like someone turn on the faucet water coming from his head.
3: Like,
0: <laughs> well, they gotta show he, that it
1: hurt. <laughs> if it's flowing that fast, I don't think he's making it. Like, he yeah. survives this.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, I thought he was dead, but no, he's alive.
1: Right. So he's in the hospital, um, and then, you know, so, so, you know, so the nanny has to watch her. She's another, like, I think the doctor therapist called and shows her the videotape of her talking to Pinocchio, but it you only hear her arguing with Pinocchio, you don't hear Pinocchio talk. Um and then you see little girl like one or someone sneaking out of the house, running to the hospital, and then pulling literally pulling the plug on the landscaper. And then she gets a call saying he's dead, or, you know, a call from his mom's like, I just spoke to him, I was gonna go visit him. Um that didn't happen, and then you know. There was mud on the daughter's pajamas and Pinocchio.
0: Well, here's the thing. It's kind of confusing as to what happens in that hotel room. Yeah. Because they didn't have the budget to even show like a Pinocchio hand, like grabbing the like ventilator hose or even like pulling right. a plug out of the wall. So like literally they just show like, like a, you know like a short camera coming into mm-hmm. the room. Yes. And then it like pans over and then all of a sudden all the alarms start going off and they show the the heart monitor go flatline and that's it. Yes, That's yep. all that happens. There's no interaction, there's no there's no action scene at all. It's like that's just what happens.
1: Correct. So now the landscaper is dead. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, you know, and she's talking to Oh, what happened actually? You know, she she asked her daughter if she went there. She goes, "No, I I tried going there to see him, but I couldn't find my way. I got lost. I think Pinocchio went there, though, she says. So now the mom's starting really freaked out about Pinocchio. Is he moving? Is he alive? Um, oh, there's a scene of uh, Pinocchio asking the little girl to cut his strings so he can be free. So now he doesn't have to have the one scene of Marinette puppet sticks.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. And then, yeah, she cuts the, the wires, and then he, like, moves away. But then yeah. again, never moves on his own <laughs> again until the very, very end. So it seems like a very pointless scene.
1: And then the climax happens. Like, he kills the Danny. Yep. And then starts attacking With what, like
0: a fireplace poker or something. I don't even know what that was. Yes.
1: A fireplace poker. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then it goes after the mom, and she just like flips him to the glass table, and he stops moving. And then she looks back, and it's her daughter, right? And then the daughter's like, you know, Pinocchio never moved. Your daughter was doing all this; she's in trouble. She's like, oh, I'll get her out of here. Don't you worry.
2: And the movie,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, the daughter's in the psych ward.
2: Yeah, yeah. The daughter's yeah, so in the psych alluding ward, to and that, she's
0: like in a catatonic
1: state. Right. So, alluding to it, Pinocchio was never alive, and it was the daughter the entire time. Right. So, like I said, I'll go into my first thoughts on this. So, this is probably only the second time I've seen this movie, but I vividly remember almost every scene from it. Like, nothing was new to me, despite it being at least 26 years since I last saw this. And, you know, this is a hard movie to come by, first and foremost. You know, surprisingly, it hasn't gotten a 4K Blu ray restoration yet for some reason.
0: I don't even think it got a DVD release.
2: It did. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so
1: I'm trying to remember if I rented on, it had to be VHS at that point in time. So when I rented it, I didn't think anything of it because, like I said, I was, you know, let's say 13 at that time. And I, that's why I started just diving into everything horror movies. And that's had to have been under like a new release or a new arrival. So I got it. And, you know, didn't know much about horror movies at that point in time, as much as I know now, obviously. And watching it again, I go, this is, like, if it wasn't for some cussing and the nudity, this would have been, like, a sci-fi movie's take on Child's Play. And their take on it.
2: Like, that poorly written. That poorly acted. And just overall, like, I
1: don't know, like. I, I feel like Jack Frost is better than this, or you might well, even call it in the same band as Jack Frost.
0: Right. I mean the, the, I mean, the main problem is here, like I was calling out <laughs> that things had not <laughs> happened in a certain amount of time because at any movie, I mean, mm-hmm. especially a horror movie, something needs to happen. Mm-hmm. You can't just have all this goofy exposition. I mean, again, nothing even happens. Like the doll is not even introduced to the story until 30 minutes into the movie. The doll does not have any interactions at all until 45 minutes into the movie. And again, you don't even see his hand or anything. It's just like you assume that Pinocchio is doing these things. And Pinocchio doesn't actually speak or do anything until after an hour has already passed. This movie is only an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, it is like the pacing is so wrong in this movie. There's like, I mean, they could have, I don't know what they needed to do, but they needed to change the whole first and second act of this movie. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, honestly, they need to change the the entire thing. But I mean, the whole first and second act is like just does just, just drug out. I mean, just boring. I mean, again, it's just horribly boring. Yeah, if, I had to pause know, it and go do something else like multiple times <laughs> while I was trying to watch this movie because it was so freaking boring.
1: Now, granted, in Halloween, you have the first kill, you have another kill for forty five minutes, but there's tension being built up. You see, right? There's Michael interesting Myers things happening. Places
0: yeah, I don't, so, I don't need kills. <laughs> I just right. need things happening. I need interesting stuff or at least dialogue that I can like, Oh, this is interesting or something. There's nothing happening.
1: It is a law firm movie. First Pinocchio oh, revenge is
0: ridiculous. Third. Is so stupid.
1: So that's your first thought.
0: <laughs> uh, I did read an article that said that the reason that this movie was, was made, um, was because of, uh, Mancini's original vision for Child's Play um, was actually closer to this movie than the actual Child's Play movie that came out. That
1: it wasn't going to be an actual killer. It was going to be a psychological trauma of a child. Correct.
0: Yeah. It wasn't going to be the doll that was the killer. It was going to be the kid, you know, trying to blame the doll, but it was the kid all along. That's the whole reason why this movie was made, (laughs) was... Because they wanted to, like, oh, that's a cool, interesting idea, let's do that. But unfortunately, they didn't know how to do that, and they did Ooh. it in the worst way possible.
1: Now, do we think Child's Play is better not having that plot? Maybe. I mean, they I mean, may... Again,
0: it, it, could it have been done well and interesting? Yes. Yeah, sure. That it Was yeah. it done well here? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> and Child's Play went the more... Um, You know the the doll is the bad guy, and obviously that worked out because the franchise probably would not have happened if it went the other way.
1: If it was Um, just Andy, well, I'm sure the studio didn't want the idea of a killer kid.
0: Well, yeah, of course nobody wants nobody wants a murderer child as as the story. That's why they changed it. I'm sure.
1: But I mean, even I mean in in Child's Play that you know for a long while, obviously you have as far as. The adults are concerned that it is the kid doing all this stuff. It is Andy. So, I like from their point of view, it worked. And we don't get things for... And it takes a while for us to see Chucky actually move, too. But you're Yeah, but again, attention. like,
0: the beginning of the movie, it's very obvious that the right. doll is bad. And, like, you get little scenes here and there of the doll moving and doing things. Right, you know, so you know the doll is there. Like this movie, it's like, who knows what the hell is going on? Because again, they don't even give you, they don't even have the money to show like a hand, no, doing anything. It's just like this vague, weird, you know, vision stuff. I don't, I
2: don't know. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, whoever um, did this, it didn't, it didn't even feel like they graduated film school. <laughs> I mean, it's like
1: <laughs> it's that bad. Yeah. Uh, highlights for me, like I said, I don't. Yes, is it bad? Yes, is it the worst? no i, I, I the highlight would be the idea behind it. At least, as you said, it's the idea of a child's play, and the idea of it is good. It's almost like the good son meets a doll, right that you know you don't expect kids to be evil, and I think if they if if someone else took this story idea, it would have been a better movie. So the 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 idea behind it, I liked. What about
2: you? For highlights, I mean,
0: yeah, sure. The idea is okay, but I mean, this is the 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 execution is so poorly done that I don't even I don't even want to give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, highlights uh, this movie. I mean, when it ended, <laughs> and honestly, it was it was so bad. I had a hard time, very very hard time focusing. I would say for an hour and a half movie, I think it took me three hours to watch it because I had to like keep taking breaks and go doing other (laughs) things and like reading internet articles and stuff just because I like, I can't do this. I can only do it in small
2: bites. Right. Clearly, clearly 15 years ago, me. Clearly didn't know
1: horror movies at that point in time to to see it. So. Unfortunately,
0: I, I knew them all too well at that point. If yeah. I did see this movie, I knew it was junk and I left it on the shelf. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't see it, though.
1: I said that's just why I was just picking up every horror movie and running with it. So, uh, how Low points, the movie, the acting, the script, special effects, we would want to call it that, the laziness, the... Just not even a, it's not even a, it's not even a slow burn. It's just slow.
0: Yeah, it's just bad. I mean, it's just it's just plain as that. I mean, I mean, if I had to call it a low point, I would say again. Uh, I'm always I know I'm very harsh on child actors, but there's so many movies and shows that try to hinge things on child actors, and they just can't pull it off, and it ruins the entire right. thing. And this one, the movie would have sucked regardless. But it, it's that much worse, because this child, who literally the entire story revolves around, is horrible. I mean, like, can't act at all. I mean, just, it is so, so bad and cringy, and it just, it makes me angry whenever she's, like, trying to show emotion, because it's so badly done.
2: Yes, I almost feel like this is Stone's daughter. Yeah, the I
0: mean, crew. again, okay. it's, <laughs> director. again, I mean, low points is like the entire thing, but I would say especially low point is, again, just because it's it's a kind of a, a, a pet peeve of mine is that, you know, when you hinge stories on children that can't act, mm-hmm. it's upsetting. I understand they're children. I'm not trying to be an asshole saying, try to hold them up to the same standards. I'm just saying, then don't hinge your story on it. You know what I mean? Right. Have them be a side character. Have them be a, an extra character. Don't hinge the whole story on a child and, re, and 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 you know, kind of rely on their acting ability to sell this story. You should never do that. Very rarely does it work out. Like Sixth Sense is one of the very, very, you know, few examples you can give where it actually worked out. You know, most of the time yeah. it does not.
1: Yeah. When they're comedy horrors, they work like gremlins or you know uh lost boys or
0: yeah but lost boys they were older you know what i mean the
1: the Corys weren't that much older
0: i mean they were like 12
1: yeah they're not that much
2: older
0: again 12 you know at that point you can start (laughs) being able to act um again i mean uh, there's a lot of bad acting at that age i'm not saying that that you know actors are, are you know burned in the crucible at that age i'm not saying that i'm saying that at 12 they're a lot more likely to be okay than they right. are as a child i'm talking like child actors i'm talking like six years old <laughs> five years old four years old they try to hinge stories and hinge emotional like revelations in movies and shows on these small children and it's again, I don't think it's fair to the child because, again, you should not be hinging it on them. You should not be relying on a four year old's acting to sell your story. Like, of course, it's not going to be yeah. good if they're four years old. I mean, yeah, there's so many wolf. examples that I could give you of of just storylines that are completely ruined because they rely on children that can't
2: act.
1: Pet Cemetery?
0: I mean, yeah, <laughs> Pet Cemetery is one of them. Um, I mean, you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? No the last season heavily relied on a child actor selling, um, this, like, I guess him like protecting his brother and trying to be violent. And it is like the worst thing I've ever seen. It is so bad. I mean, the show had devolved by that point to not be good anyway, but that just kind of set me over the edge. It was laughably bad. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's, there's so many examples. Anyway, you can go. Yeah.
1: That's right. So we're doing, uh, like I said, once again, our our scales tend to not make sense, that the ratings that we do it. But just because it's just out of 10, we're doing a number of childhoods ruined out of 10. Now, obviously, if this was the worst movie, we would, would probably give us a 10 because it ruined a lot of people's childhoods. Um, but we're doing that for this week. Um, and what do I give this? Uh, I'm going to go with this uh, two. <laughs> two childhoods ruined out of 10 on this what about you um
2: wow i mean i, I,
0: mean, I really dislike this
1: movie um
2: is it point, it's not the point lowest one eight. Is it
1: is
0: a point, point eight, eight out of 10
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right so not it's the third lowest movie we've ranked on our podcast yes
0: so. <laughs> it's not as bad as Jeepers Creepers Reborn and it's not as bad as Old Didn't insult your intelligence, but it's pretty freaking close. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Old insulted my intelligence. This doesn't do that. It just bored me to tears.
1: Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, then, why don't you bring us into our next movie, the Banana Splits? Um,
0: the Banana Splits movie, uh, which is interesting enough, uh, in an alternate Earth. Um, Because on this alternate Earth, the Banana Splits somehow never lost their popularity.
1: 50 years later.
0: (laughs) And kept going. Even though in in the real world, in our Earth, uh, Banana Splits only went from 1968 to 1970. And that was it. They had really good ratings their first season and then horrible ratings their second season It was canceled. That was it. So in this Earth, the Banana Splits kept going. So from 1968 to the present day. It is still happening. Um, it seems to be declining a bit, but there's still, I mean, still several people say that it's a hit show. So well,
1: they sell out every showing. They said, right. Well, I mean, to be they fair, sell, their they're showing said that like, sold out.
0: Well, yeah, the people. showing is only like 20, <laughs> 30 people. It's not a lot, but it's still, still saying something that, you know, where however many years later, they're still selling out a little audience. That's still a, a thing. You know, yeah. Um. So anyway, so the, on this alternate Earth, we are. I was. I was thinking maybe. I was like, is this maybe in the past or something? But no. Then like they started using cell phones immediately. And I'm like, okay, I guess not.
1: Yep. Um. So anyway, it take, so it, this movie came out in 2019. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so yeah, it takes place in 2019. So 50. Banana Split started in 1969. Eight. 1968. So 51 yeah. years later, and still running as a show, yep. which is amazing. <laughs> right, <laughs>
0: um, so anyway, so there's this kid, uh, I guess kind of a weird kid, what what do you he say? He's like eight, yeah, let's go some with eight. somewhere around there, he's like eight years old, anyway, so he's like obsessed with the banana splits still, um, and he only has like one friend, and it's his birthday, um, and so he's gonna go, his mom gave him presents to go see the banana splits live in the audience. Uh, But he's got to bring his friend. His friend has the flu, um, so the friend can't go, and then they end up inviting some random uh, girl from like his class, I guess, um, to go with him. Um, But anyway, so her parents kind of force her to go along. Uh, So anyway, so essentially they go to this taping. It's uh, mom, it's dad. Dad, mom is like, you know, kind of an earnest, hardworking mom who seems like she's kind of unappreciated. Um, The dad is just kind of a a jerk he's just a very disconnected um apathetic like jerk like he's not interested at all like even like insulting his own kid for still liking the banana splits and not caring what he's and into calling him
1: daddy yeah so, yeah something to keep in mind is that this is the youngest dad but not
2: the oldest dad what um the, his older brother oh yeah that's no, not yeah, his dad yeah, yeah. right yeah
1: yeah, I, also want to, I also want to point out that I was watching this and Pinocchio's Revenge. I just, want, I just want to say, I don't think we've ever mentioned this before, is that horror movies have always shown the broken family households. It's never a perfect mom, dad, and child. It's either if it's mom, dad, kid's dead, and they're adopting another kid. But it's always a never that nuclear, wholesome household family that, you want, that you'd typically see in like sitcoms and stuff like that.
0: Um Which, it is if something bad happens to them. Right. Like if it's like a home invasion or something, then it
1: will be. But rarely it usually it's usually it's like a stepdad or or a second dad that's just an asshole. <laughs> that's really points out in this movie.
0: Right. Yeah. So that yeah, the kid that likes the banana splits, that's his actual dad, is the apathetic jerk right. guy. Um and then he has yeah. an older brother who has another dad who's out of the picture
2: Dad. right yep
0: um so anyway so they're going to this taping the dad tries to weasel out of it and say he's just going to go to work instead and he gets forced to go uh so anyway so it's mom and dad uh older brother younger brother and uh the girl that from his class so the, the little girl is the same age as the little boy is
3: yeah
0: um anyway so they go to the taping. Um, and they're enjoying the taping, and then behind the scenes we see um that the banana splits are actually robots, um and they're like I't uh, taking care of a guy, I don't know who's like he's supposed to be like seventy or something. yeah, um, I think he's the guy that's been programming them since the day one. So the banana splits in this alternate universe are not people in costumes, they are robots wearing costumes. Um, And they are programmed to be the goofy, lovable banana splits that people know. Um, And anyway, so, but they get programmed with um, basically the one thing the show must go on. Um, And of course, they kind of misconstrue what that means. Um, And we say that because uh, the show gets canceled. Um, The guy who is like the assistant producer gets promoted to vice president of programming. Yep. Um. And before he even like goes to the job like to, to officially take that title, he starts canceling shows immediately. Um. So he cancels yep. the banana splits, even though it's a hit show. He doesn't like and the they, show, so he's canceling. They
1: said they and they said they they're sold out weeks in advance.
0: Right. Yeah. So again, it's a hit show that has shows sold out for a month.
1: Right. And
0: he's <laughs> canceling it. As his first act of being the new vice president of programming, uh, which, I mean, in my mind, he would probably be fired immediately because <laughs> that doesn't make any yes. sense. Um. Anyway, but, yeah, the guy's, you know, the big, typical production jerk, right? You know, your big, typical yeah. kind of executive jerk guy. Anyway, uh, so he says it's canceled. This is the last show. It's being canceled today. Um, so, you know, go out there and finish the show and then that's it. So the robots overhear this, um, and so then they they kind of like go haywire, right? Um, so the show goes on as mm-hmm. normal um, because obviously they're filming the show; they're still okay. Um, and then after the show, um, the older brother um, talks to the page, who's like the person who like guides them around the stage and stuff.
1: And her name um, is
0: Page. The Page um and so the older brother convinces her to like you know it's his brother's birthday he loves banana splits you know can they come backstage and uh you know meet the banana splits you know even though they don't have the star on their ticket which is the way you're supposed to be able to get that she said okay that's fine come on
2: back yeah
0: um so yeah we had the wacky hijinks of the banana splits on their show um shows over then they go in the back to meet them um and so they go meet them and of course they're like weird robots and it seems on this alternate earth they know that
2: because they
0: don't seem phased at all when they're like obviously robots like correct so in this universe that's a normal thing (laughs) um anyway so there's a bunch of people that end up back there there is um yeah mom dad older brother younger brother and and a little girl um the dad leaves immediately saying that he has to go take work calls um and he essentially goes out in the parking lot and starts taking you know texts and calls from his like secretary slash girlfriend
1: booty calls
0: yeah um and then there's uh influencer and his wife i guess we'll call him like social media influencer guy and his wife um then there's uh dad that's forcing his daughter into show business against her will basically and he's trying to bring her backstage so that she can get like noticed by the producers and get her own show or something I guess is what they're trying to sell yeah Um. anyway yeah so they all go back there um, and they're all talking to the banana splits Um. it kind of comes out that the show is being canceled Um. everybody kind of you know freaks out and starts arguing about that because obviously the people on the show didn't know that um, so they're like arguing and stuff, and while they're arguing, um, the banana splits kind of leave, and then uh, everybody else just kind of goes, "Yeah, whatever, we'll just go look at the sets because nobody is paying attention to it." Um, so yeah, influencer and his wife uh go walking around, and they find uh, again a lot of this movie I think heavily skews on if you've actually seen the banana splits before, <laughs> uh, because a lot of the stuff they're talking about I didn't know what they're talking about because I didn't watch the banana splits. Anyway. Uh, No, nor did I. Yeah. So they they find, um, oh, I I guess I should introduce the banana splits. There's four of them. Uh, The dog is the leader, and his name is, like, Flegal. Bingo is the monkey, and he's, uh, yeah, Bingo the monkey, I guess, is all you need to say there. (laughs) Um, Then there's uh, uh, Drooper, who's, like, supposed to be a lion, but he looks like a dog. And then, yeah. uh, snarkle or Snorkel, I think snarkle is like an elephant.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's yeah. Okay, that's it. That, there's the four of them, and that's anyway. Um. So yeah. So they uh they find like Flegel's, you know, magic shop, and they're all like excited and taking pictures, even though they're not supposed to be taking pictures, but they're taking pictures and like live streaming. Um, you know, hanging out by this thing. Um, Legal comes in there and uh <laughs> locks the guy in, like you know, like the the saw him and half magic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, locks him in there and essentially saws him in half with uh the saw. The influencer saws him in
1: half by essentially just pressing on him.
0: Well, yeah, but he, I mean, he's a robot. He's got robot strength, so he cuts him in half yeah. with the, with this. Fake saw, um, and then the uh, kind of influencer wife just kind of like holds his hand and stays there. I guess I should say he proposed to her, right before this happened, so she's like all in shock and she just stays there. Um, so, uh, the children, uh, the other two go and find um, the jungle thing, um, and I think the older brother finds them and then the older brother gets grabbed by or no the mom does yeah yeah the mom gets grabbed by bingo in the jungle and she manages to throw bingo like bingo grabs her and brings her up in like the catwalk of the warehouse and she manages to push him off and and kill him by him falling to the ground um and at that point they realize something's wrong and they're trying to like you know figure out a way out um producer guy goes to go find or no, the guy looking for the producer who's trying to sell his daughter to them goes looking for them. Um, he finds out that the uh, the vice president guy got killed by Drooper. Oh, no, not killed, but injured by by Drooper. Um, so when he goes in the office to talk to him, um, Drooper is in there and like burns his face with, with like hairspray or something yeah something. anyway burns his the hairspray anyway um so the little girl runs away um and he just like sits there with his face on fire for an uncomfortably long time <laughs> um and then they kind of cut to um that girl ends up meeting up with the other two uh the young boy and his that girl that came with him and then now that girl is with them um what else happens I think that's it you know, they end up getting captured by the guy who like fixes the robots and built them mm-hmm. um, and he like locks them up downstairs because basically for their safety because they're like a captive audience because to the banana splits, the show must go on, and since the show's been cancelled, now they're like on a murder spree trying to like continue their show yes, um so yeah they they end up escaping um out of the room, but the guy. Um, loses a couple of fingers trying to fight the banana splits to like stop them from from continuing the show which he fails in doing um and then everybody kind of eventually meets up um the dad that had the burned face does survive and then comes out and gets immediately or no they they do like the uh the the game of course yeah, yeah they force them to do the obstacle course, which they had done earlier on the show with a couple kids and it was fun, but now it's like a horror version of it. Um, so they go through that. The The one producer lady has to do that with that guy. Um, essentially they get to the point where they think that they won the obstacle course. And the one guy gets thrown off the tower onto the ground and dies. And then the the lady's going to jump into the ball pit because she thinks she won, but instead she gets hit in the head with a hammer.
2: And gets a hammer. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So then is that the point where they all go in the basement? Yeah. Yeah. So then they, they all go and they all end up going in the basement because the guy with the missing fingers, the guy that fixed them all, says that that's where the show is happening. Um, so they end up going down into the basement. Um, and They find like essentially all the rest of the audience members are all dead in a big pile.
1: Um, along the with kids.
0: yeah, along with the other page, and we see that the banana splits had killed yeah all the adults and the page, and taken all the children. And then they get to the the end of it, and it's kind of like a boiler room looking thing, um, where all the children are like chained to benches and forced to watch the show where they like they murder people on stage, um, so they, they're essentially like having their show, but it's like a murder version of their show. Um and then as they come out to like the what is it the wheel of endings, yeah. um and the the vice president guy is actually on the wheel of endings and they end up like just tearing him, like essentially quartering him. Um, yeah, yeah. So then oh I forgot the snarkle part. to so where the little boy manages to like charm snarkle into not killing them because somehow he's different than the other ones.
3: He's different.
0: Yeah. So, but Snarkle ends up running over his stepdad anyway. But Snarkle is apparently like nice. So, Snarkle takes those three kids down to the bench and and chains them up as if you know the regular children are. But he ends up giving them the key. So, as the show is going on, those kids unlock themselves and then they help all the other kids get out. Um, and then essentially, there's like a big fight showdown where the mom comes in um with a crowbar or something. Anyway, so they all fight. <laughs> um yeah, they all they all fight, they all end up basically taking out all of the banana splits. So they all get down and they all, you know, escape, I guess. So it's like the people that lived is the mom, um, the three kids, and then technically the stepdad because he survived getting run over, but after they after the police interview them and they leave, they show him like running after the bus, like saying I'm still alive, and then he gets hit by a by a car, and the car is being driven by the influencer's wife, who has taken all the bodies of the smashed banana splits and is taking
2: them, uh, assumingly to the sequel. Yes. I probably forgot some parts, but I think that's it. A... Yeah. It's pretty much it. <laughs> so what were your first thoughts on this? This is your first time
1: watching it, right? Yeah. Um, okay. I spent
0: probably the good first half of the movie trying to figure out in what world this exists in. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because I'm like, okay, maybe this is set back in the 70s. No, they got cell phones. Okay. Uh, is this like a revival thing where it's just, you know, it's a revival thing that just happened for the show and they specifically say it's been on the air for 50 years. I'm like, Okay, no. I, okay, I guess it's just it's an alternate Earth then. You know, and then you see that they're yes. robots and you're like, okay, <laughs> it's an alternate Earth where an AI robots existed in 1968. Okay. They only existed for the sole use of the banana splits show. Yes. And in 50 (laughs) years, they've never been used for anything else. Uh, Okay. But I, I spent like, you know, most of the movie wondering like, what, why is this movie taking place in this bizarre alternate
2: earth? And why is there no explanation for why these things have changed? I mean, that's fair. It's fair.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, otherwise, it's like, you know, standard horror movie, fair.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, you and I are too old to have watched the Banana Splits when they aired. Or we're too young, sorry. We're too young to have watched that.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, my mom parents watched it.
1: That...
2: My mom loved the yeah, Banana my Splits.
1: Parents were too, my, my parents were
2: too old for it. Because if it started 1968, well, yeah, my dad was 20 at that point. <laughs> wow. So yeah, my
1: um, mom,
0: my mom was a kid.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so it doesn't get to our childhoods, but we knew, but we knew the characters. Like we've seen the characters. We're all I feel like we've all seen the characters. No,
0: yeah. I mean, I knew, I, I knew, knew who the, the song. Yeah, I knew who they were. I knew the song and stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I was you know, there. I just never, I don't think I've ever watched a complete episode, or at least not in my adult memory.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Um, My first thoughts was, I'm like, you know, other than Pinocchio Revenge, you know, there are other movies that exist that, you know, take childhood things and kind of make them horror, but I feel like this was kind of the full beginning that we're kind of seeing right now that led us to make this episode, especially with with the poop, blood, and honey—that a lot of the stuff is going public domain, and we can do stuff like this now, right? I mean, they had to get the rights, which were probably really, really, really cheap, to the Banana Splits movie.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. something must have happened there. So we're like, I don't know if the the rights changed hands, or if they became like super cheap, or if they became like I don't know, open public source domain. or something. Yeah, I don't know. Something must have happened. Something. I don't know why they specifically picked the Banana Splits, but. Something must have
2: happened.
1: Yeah. Um, but you know, we know going into this that this is gonna be a cheese filled campy horror movie. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. And I appreciated that. It wasn't trying to it wasn't trying to take itself too seriously. And that works. Like if they're trying to take themselves very seriously, it would have been worse.
0: Well yeah, that's like product like tried to take itself seriously when it was yeah.
1: horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And when you do stuff like this, you have to understand what you're doing and who's gonna be watching this and what it really is. If you lean into the campiness, it works better than trying to fight it.
2: You know, um overall I I thought this was a, a pretty decent movie for what it is. What about highlights for you though? Um I mean, highlights, I mean, it would be, I
0: mean, I, I liked, I mean, again, I liked the whole robot thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Again, it was just odd. I, I think I liked the idea of it being an alternate earth <laughs> the most out <laughs> of everything. Because again, once I had to finally land on that, I was like, there's no way this is existing in our world. This has to be an alternate earth somewhere. That was probably the most interesting thing to me. Is that it, it is in an alternate earth. It is not in our world.
1: Correct. Because the blast went away a long time ago. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Like I said, they were
2: only around for two years. Yeah. Um. Highlights for me. I mean, they they were.
1: Like I said the idea behind it was really interesting. That, you know, I I. I don't know if I, want, if I thought about them being animatronics the entire time or that they were once people in suits and then they just eventually replaced them with animatronics. Uh,
0: I mean, yeah, they never ever said that they were ever people. Okay. I mean, I so, guess it's possible, but they never said that.
1: So my guess is because of 2019 at this point in time, Five Nights at Freddy's was getting popular, and there were always animatronics in that, and that's why they went with the storyline they did. Just to kind of jump onto that, because no one had the rights to do that type of movie until we have this Five Nights at Freddy movie come out later this year, I believe. I think this is just kind of like a precursor to it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's
0: so many other things he could have done, though. I mean, like... yeah. I mean, obviously Chuck E. Cheese is still around, but do like like Showbiz
1: Pizza. Well, that well, I was going to discuss that with the next one. That's to me the next one. Well, one yeah, but is Well, yeah, but they like they that. made
0: at the next one. They made up their own thing, and that's okay. Yeah. That's that's good, right? I'm just yeah. saying, like, if you were going to go for an established franchise, why not go for one and where the characters were originally robots? Like, yeah, I, I just didn't understand the point of why would you take a show which was. Goofy people in suits that only lasted for two years, and then fast forward it fifty years, and then make them robots. I just didn't understand the whole thought process there. Like you literally could have done anything else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know why you had to base it on something that once existed but was a long ass time ago. Like you could have just made your own thing.
1: Yeah, it was probably just for name recognition, honestly. I guess which we'll discuss with the last movie of this. It's just it had to have gone into some spot where they're able to get the rights to it for stupid cheap. Or but again, like, OK, who's something. your main
0: audience to go watch cheesy horror movies?
1: Teenagers. Right. I mean, and apparently their grandparents.
0: Well, I mean, At that's the point. thing. Like, <laughs> grandparents don't go watch horror movies. Like, who is the audience for this movie? That's the thing that was so bizarre
1: to me. I is mean, like, weren't we who's the, we're the not, audience? We're not the age group technically
2: for this. I mean, I mean okay, are, who is movies,
1: but...
0: <laughs> who is the audience for it? I don't know. I mean, it's like <laughs> boomers that like modern horror movies? I mean, that's gotta be the most niche thing I've ever heard of.
1: My father-in-law actually enjoyed this movie because he recalled watching the Banana Splits as a kid. Would he
0: have watched it if you didn't tell him to watch it?
1: He saw it and he's he asked if he should watch it. I'm like, if you liked that, he Splits. saw it on your. Thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in in his normal uh, life, would he have been exposed to
1: this if you weren't in his life? Probably not. No,
0: that's what I'm saying. Who is the audience? Like, I don't. Again, know. anyone who looks for horror movies is not going to be looking for the Banana Splits movie, and anyone that would be interested in the Banana Splits is not going to be looking at horror movies.
1: They might watch this without knowing what it was. Right. I mean, that's very possible, but like you'd literally
0: have to go into the search bar and type in banana splits in order to be exposed to this. I mean, that's gonna it's so rare. As I'm saying, I don't understand who the audience is. Like, why would you specifically pick something that old and then put a modern horror movie spin on it? It doesn't it to me it doesn't make any sense. It's too far gone and it's not a big enough name to sell anything. I mean, obviously this movie didn't go anywhere, but I'm saying Where did you think it was going to go?
1: Yeah. I mean, we're just old enough to know of the banana splits, but teenagers probably had no idea who the hell the banana splits were.
3: Right.
0: I mean, again, we know because our parents knew. Okay. But I mean, again, we're, uh, you know, I'm not a millennial. You technically are, but you're on the very, very far end of it. Right. So most millennials and anyone younger than that is not going to know who this is right so again it's not I just, I just don't get the audience like i don't understand what you're what you're going for i <laughs> get the you want to have name recognition i'm saying but you got to have something that's you know at least in the same realm to where these people are going to understand what it is
2: yeah and it,
0: it's i not don't disagree that. i mean again the the audience would technically be us
2: <laughs> right it would be <laughs>
0: like zennials who heard about the banana splits from their parents. So they know what it is, but also enjoy modern horror movies. Yeah. Okay. But we're like a very niche thing. Like you, you're going to make your whole movie for this very tiny little demographic.
2: <laughs> right. That's fair. Uh, I was
0: very confused, but whatever.
1: Is that, is that your low point just because of the whole niche thing? Yeah.
0: Yeah. The low point is just the bizarreness of why. <laughs> I mean, you could have done yeah. your own thing, and and it would have made a hell of a lot more sense than bringing in the banana splits, a known franchise. It's very bizarre,
1: right? And my low point is clearly someone didn't adhere to the as laws of of robotics when making these things. Well, yeah, you know, this is this is like the dangerous AI. And this could have been in the killer AI
2: episode realistically um, yeah, um but I purposely left it off for this
3: <laughs>
2: That's you know? fair.
1: so uh, so how many childhoods ruined out of ten would you give this um i mean i didn't I didn't hate it
0: um I didn't really like it either, um but I'll give it a five a five
1: like a
0: five out of ten.
1: Okay, so not a rewatch.
0: No, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> oh, because you know, you know me and my cheese, right? Me and my cheese. It'll, it'll, it'll bring it to a seven. I have, I have no issues watching this. I've watched this number number of times already since twenty nineteen. Oh. Uh no, no desire. <laughs> <laughs> you watch it once and you're good.
0: Yep. Yeah. I can say I've seen it, <laughs> that's it.
1: <laughs> Once again, this is why we watch bad movies, so others don't. Yeah,
0: right. And again, and right. I'll, oh yeah, when we get into the last movie here, um, I'll get into more about the, you know, trying to cash in on a franchise. I get that whole
2: thing. I just, <laughs> I don't get
0: what they were going for with this one. The last one, I totally understand it. This yeah. one, I don't
2: get. Yeah. All right. So I'll do the recap
1: then for Willie's Wonderland, which came out, what, 2021?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty recently.
1: Yeah. Um, let me say one of Nick Cage's finest performances. <laughs> um, yeah. Well,
0: and and not only that, li- yeah. Realist.
1: Real. Yeah. He doesn't speak. Not only that, but what? At all. Correct. He grunts. Um,
0: but yeah, all of his acting is done by looks <laughs> and mm-hmm. physical acting, and he still does a great job that it's oh yeah it's so bizarre how he can literally be like the best of the best and also the worst of the worst at the same time i mean it's it's bizarre how he can do it but this one he did a great job
1: and let's be honest this is the only name anyone's gonna know from any of these four movies that we're discussing this week uh yeah Nick cage yeah that's funny. hands down and down well yeah obviously um yeah, yeah. so the movie starts off with Kind of horror esque people wearing Willy's Wonderland shirts, and then being chased by some unseen entity, and then being kind of dragged away. That's with for, blood. Yes, there's blood, blood involved. Yeah. Yes. Um. Then we cut to essentially Nick Cage's character from Gone in Sixty Seconds, but silent, with his muscle car. His muscle car. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. him, uh, uh, You know what? I don't know. Fifteen <laughs> years, and then die everything black.
2: <laughs> yeah. Where we're at. yeah that's about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> right um
1: so he's driving and he gets all four tires just the what do they call them the uh spike strips the, uh, side track spike strips what do they call it they call them something else like
0: they call them something but yeah they're, they're side tracks
1: trips. or what yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: they're they're spikes
1: um strips. right and so all four tires are gone and While he's waiting for the tow truck, not saying anything, he goes into his trunk, and I had a hard time determining if that was beer or pop. It's pop. And I said, regardless, it's in the warm car, and he's drinking like it's refreshing. That thing's got to be hot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's punch, punch, pop is the name of of what it is. It's punch, pop.
1: But it's got to be so warm and gross.
3: I mean, uh, yeah.
0: So, dude, I know some people (laughs) who drink this stuff room temperature. I can't but do it, it look, it's like in the a trunk
1: it was in the trunk
0: of a car. if it's not like ice cold to me, it feels like syrup,
2: yeah, and like <laughs> if
0: you drink it at room temperature, it feels like it coats your entire mouth in sugar, mm-hmm. and it's just like uh, I feel like it like starts rotting your teeth immediately,
2: yeah, I need to, I need it's to drink it very
1: refreshing to him, yeah
0: it needs to be very cold and it needs to have ice in it to like water it down a little bit,
1: right. But anyway, he gets to he, his car gets towed. The guy's like, you know, two fifty for the tow, and it's about uh whatever for the tires. That'd be about a thousand bucks. He gives him a credit card, cash only, and goes to the ATM. Oh, that's been out. We don't have internet here. Yeah,
0: the whole town <laughs> doesn't have internet. The whole town doesn't yeah. have. Internet. Oh, we tried to get it, but then we didn't. <laughs> like, okay, um, you realize that like you can dial into a phone, right? You don't
3: need the internet. That.
1: But he's like, I got a place for you to work, and we get to Willie's Wonderland, which is um. There we see a, a before that we see a girl trying to light fire to the place, and she's kind of arrested by the sheriff, which kind of seemed like her mom. Right. Or, or, see-
0: sorry. Quick aside: is the <laughs> the tow truck guy instead of having a cigar in his mouth, it is literally like the end of like a a, a giant slim jim. Yes. It's like a big piece of round beef jerky instead of a cigar, anyway.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's supposed to be a cigar, though. Well, um, it's a beef jerky. Yeah. So he's like, all right. So he gets there. He makes Tex like the state. He uh, didn't say Texas, but Tex like the state. That yeah. quote from the movie.
2: Great state of Tex. Okay.
1: Yeah. And he shows around, like, you just got to clean, and I'll pay for your car. He has a shirt. You're, you are now an employee of Willie's Wonderland.
0: Uh, but how about that, Don't man? See. One night of work for $1,000? Right. That's a hell of a deal.
1: Isn't it? And Nick Cage doesn't say anything. And he gets locked in the building. He doesn't realize it at the time, but he gets locked in. Like, okay, yep. something's going on. And he just starts, you know, we see the animatronics they are there. Um, this is clearly a also a precursor to the Five Nights at Friday where they couldn't get the rights, but also also Showbiz Pizza or Celebration Station, the animatronic band things that we grew up with as kids.
0: Well, Chuck E. Cheese had it, too.
1: I didn't go to Chuck E. Cheese as a kid. I went to Showbiz. Well, Chuck, Show e. Cheez,
0: Chuck E. Cheese, well, back when I was a kid, Chuck e. Cheese was like the Dollar General version of Showbiz Pizza. <laughs> Showbiz pizza was where it was at. Showbiz (laughs) pizza was the hotness, right? That was like everybody wanted to go to showbiz pizza. It was like, you know, oh, you know, mom's like, oh, we don't, we're not going to showbiz pizza. We got showbiz pizza at home. And then Chuck E. Cheese was the showbiz pizza at home. It was the lame version of it, right? Um, But eventually, I don't know, showbiz pizza, you know, flew too close to the sun and melted itself (laughs) and and went bankrupt. And then Chuck E. Cheese bought them out and took over all the locations. And so then Chuck E. Cheese right. is now the standard. I, I, think there, I don't even know if there's any other ones similar to that in
1: existence. No. Nope.
0: Um, but yeah, but they Which don't have the exact plot band anymore,
1: yeah. I believe. Right. That's the exact plot of five nights
0: and <laughs> Yeah, I'm not surprised.
1: Um at Celebration Station had the band, had the uh bear band, the country bear jamboree, not oh, country okay. bear jamboree, but the the bear and like mouse and stuff like that, gorilla and keyboard. Some guy bought all the stuff from Celebration Station and puts popular music and has them play it. So there's <laughs> so people programming these things. It does exist in his it's in his basement. It's like Celebration Station Explosion or something like that. It's awesome. I love it. Um, anyway, but this is what this place is supposed to be like, and you know, clearly abandoned. And there's graffiti everywhere. And I just gotta say, you know, he tells him like, hey, it's very important that you take your breaks, you know. So Nick Cage sets his watch like every hour to take a break. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they don't
0: actually show how much time it is, but it seems to happen pretty often.
1: I'm, assu- I'm assuming every time he takes a break and drinks a can of pop, it's an hour.
0: Can of punch pop.
1: Punch pop. Uh, anyway, this girl gets her, her friend's break her out of her mom's trailer or house or whatever.
0: At the trailer, buddy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, there's a guy in there. We got to get him out. Like trying to figure out how to get in. Um. Anyway, Nick Cage is finding the most potent cleaner I've ever seen because he just uses the cleaner on literally everything. And it cleans up grease. It cleans up graffiti. Well, it if you if, if you paint. look
0: if you look closely, the spray bottle that he has has a different label for the different things that he's using it for. Oh. Like, if it, when but, he's using it to clean the oven, it says degreaser. <laughs> when he's using okay. it to clean the window or the, the mirrors, it says window cleaner. I mean, it does change the label. I'm sure it doesn't actually change the contents. I'm sure it's just yeah. the label change, but it does actually change.
1: But he does a really great job cleaning up the place, I gotta say. Yeah. Um, But he gets.
2: Uh, I, I don't know the Brother Creatures. You have. The first one um, that
0: attacked him was an ostrich. Ostrich? Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: and it starts moving, and it just goes at him, and he just kind of kills it. Like, fights it, punches it, and rips it off, and he gets soaked in animatronic oil. Let's call it that, right? Oil. And so he goes, And he gets a scratch on his face from it. And so he gets duct tape, tapes the cut on his cheek, Changes shirts into a clean one, then cleans up the mess that he just made and puts the animatronic into a bag. He realizes that I think that's when he realizes it's locked. He can't get out. And he doesn't say anything. Just goes back to it. Watch yeah, goes he, off. Like he doesn't
0: oh. care at all. <laughs> no,
1: whatever. Keep clean. Right. Watch goes off. Oh, it's break. Gets it. he, he now. He finally put his punch pop into the fridge. <laughs> so it's cold at least. And then he sees like, a well, pinball okay, machine. to
0: be fair, he put it in the fridge, but <laughs> like within the first six hours, which is what he's been drinking it, it's still not going to be cold.
1: Colder than it was in the truck. I mean, that's true. Um, so yeah, so he takes his break, sees a pinball machine, uncovers it, and, huh. but his watch goes off, break over, back to work, um, crushes the can, goes on starts cleaning the bathroom, does like the best job I've ever seen anyone clean up a bathroom. Huh. Like, he gets every nook and cranny of that entire spot. place. Right, And then, when he does that, all of a sudden he hears something in the bathroom, and he's going through, going through, and then all of a sudden from, I don't know where, above the stall somehow, the gorilla comes out and attacks him. Yep. Uh, rips his slashes at his side and makes him bleed but the cage dispose of him and then like curb stomps him multiple times on the the uh urinal right <laughs> and you know he's messy he duct tapes his side and puts a new shirt on and then cleans the bathroom and then continues onto the kitchen um that's all going on you know uh we get a police officer from the next town over who's working with the sheriff he's like what are we doing here well if that phone rings we just wait for that phone not to ring well if it does ring it won't all right and yeah, we get a little backstory he has a wife and a kid on the way That's, yeah pretty much it um
2: then he's going through i think this is when the kids get in finally
0: yeah, they fall in through the roof.
1: Yeah. They're trying to convince them to there's like five kids. They're trying to convince him to leave. He just, you know, not talking. He doesn't talk. Um, and then they kind of split off a little bit. Looking around because they're they're there to destroy the place. they know bad things happen here. Uh and like so he cleans the kitchen spotlessly, cleans the pinball machine, gets a break. He hears them come in, does nothing about it because he's on break. He's not working. Right? Correct. Then the kids kind of start uh, getting attacked. One of them gets attacked by, two of them get attacked by, what, the alligator
2: and the lady? Yeah. Sarah the Siren. Sarah the Siren.
1: You know, he hears screaming, but he's on break. Nope, not my problem. <laughs> um, So, yeah, they dispose of one, at least one of the kids right away. The girl's trying to find him. Her boyfriend is hiding in, like, a space rocket. Two of them are having sex in another room. The super happy fun room. The super happy fun room, yes. Um. Yeah, so he kind of... You know he's is able to kill the, I believe he kills the alligator at this point. Um, but doesn't care about the kids killed. Oh, watch goes off. Time for a break. So he stops what he's doing and girl takes his break. He plays the pinball machine while the call of the main girl start yelling at him. You have to help. He says nothing. Um, in the fun room, uh, the couple in there gets killed by.
2: I remember all the animals and creatures in here.
1: There's a lot. Yeah, uh, but I not, think there's like eight of them. Or yeah, six but, or eight, something. Yeah, Willie's Willie Wonderland is a weasel, so he's the only one that's been stationary this entire time.
0: Yeah, um, there's yeah, there's like Tito the turtle. Yeah, Sarah the siren. There's like the chameleon one.
2: Yeah, the alligator, um, the monkey, and yeah, the
3: ostrich. So,
1: yeah. Uh, but you know they're here screaming, he goes, Eh, um, and they're getting killed and then after he get after the two of them get killed for having sex, oh break over and he goes <laughs> and you know starts fighting them and dispatches of
2: he doesn't dispatching anyone there, does he um, yeah, I think he kills the alligator, okay.
1: Um, but we still have the siren. We still have the turtle. We still have Willie the weasel. And we still have the, what did you say? It was a mermaid or whatever that was. The rocket room.
2: The rocket
0: room. It's a chameleon.
1: The chameleon. Um, anyway, so the boyfriend calls the phone that rings. You know, the, I'm here in Willie's Wonderland. She's like, ha ha. Guy goes, what was that? Oh, just a prank. He calls back like, oh, your daughter's here. Shit, we got to go. <laughs> And we get the whole expositional backstory of the, she's t- like, why would you tell the new cop this, which is bizarre to me, um, that you know kids started disappearing there, which like I said once again, Five Nights at Freddy' background, um, they realize that something supernatural with these animatronics and that they need to feed, and they were going out of Willy's Wonderland and killing people and feeding on them. And so, you know, they were going to tear it down. The guy who was going to tear it down was found eating like a hamburger, even though his, like, guts were just slightly hanging out. He didn't look like eating like a hamburger at all. Um, Then they realized that to appease them, they made a truce. You know, don't hurt our town or our people. We'll bring you people, drifters, vagabonds, you know, morally corrupt people, as they called them. And they would bring them in there and using the same thing they did with Nicholas Cage character was they would just get rid of them and feed them to them. And they always were promised, you know, it's always the same scenario. Like they show the montage of it, you know. You know, we get your car fixed up or we get a you know, roof to stay. You'll do this, you'll do that. Um, one of them was a little girl that was, her parents were killed, but she survived that. And it'd be the little girl that, or the teenage girl that's the daughter of the sheriff. Um, so... Yeah, like I so said, I don't know why she's telling this cop from the next town over all the stuff anyway. Uh so they get there, realize that he's surviving. In fact, quite thriving in this scenario. Um, the chameleon kills the talks to the boyfriend, it's like I won't hurt you, I'm not like the others. And then she uses her tongue and kills him. Um, he gets handcuffed. The daughter is taken away, but I think the turtle escapes. He's handcuffed and starts fighting uh the siren
2: and seemingly breaks her neck with just his legs. And then he's able to break out of his plastic handcuffs. Um and then, you know, it's close to the end
1: of the time, and then he gets prepared, he puts his cans of punch pop into a bag, he tapes like a couple of broomsticks together, and then faces. Willie the weasel himself and just wrecks him <laughs> just like beats him to death and rips off his head covered oil uh and the girl's taken away with the cop and she's like guys like you know all your you know she's like you're brainwashed you're into this too the cop gets killed by tito the turtle and she gets away and goes back to get him um and essentially, he's he's done for the night. The oh, the uh, sheriff gets killed, right? Yes, the lady sheriff, and then Tex shows up with his new car. They fix the car, which is surprising, and then bring it there. He's like, "Here's your new car, great, add my collection." Look inside, he's alive, and the place is perfectly spotless,
2: <laughs> right?
1: Um, so it's like he just hands all his hand, holds on his hand, gets his keys. Uh, gets into his car and, you know, she goes with them. They kind of drive away. Uh, and then you see siren was actually alive. She came out of the bag and sets fire to Tex and the beef jerky chewing guy. Right. Um, and blows them up as well as her. And as they're driving away, he op- uh, Nick Cage's character, who's just called the janitor, by the way. Hmm. No name, just the janitor. Um, opens up a can of Punch Pop, starts to take a sip and stops and they hands it to her and they drive off. They see Tito the turtle still alive, and they hit him and explode him.
2: End of movie. Yep. <laughs> uh
1: first thoughts. I know you've seen this one before. This is not my first time or second time, I believe.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. For, I watched for, it. I watched
1: it just came out. For what this movie was. I, I remember discussing this with you and the D group, right? Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, damn good movie. It is. it is
0: well. See, this is okay. This is. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, technically, it would be camp, right? Um, yeah, but it's done well. It's. I mean, yes. obviously, it takes a ridiculous situation, but it makes mm-hmm. it fun. It makes it good. And this right. is this is this is the kind of camp that I like. Okay, like it's done well. It's tasteful. It's 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 just a good movie. It's fun to watch. Yes. Uh, like most camp, and like it tries to take either one, it takes itself too seriously, or two, it kind of leans into the like, "Ha ha ha, we're a terrible movie, isn't that funny?" Which is again not funny to me. This is obviously has some production value, right? They tried,
2: <laughs> like yeah. you
0: know, everything looks great, everything's done. I mean, it still looks like low budget. It's not like they spent you know a hundred million dollars or anything, um, but they did a good job of what they had, and you know, and and it shows. And it, it's a really, it's a just it's just a
1: great fun movie. Right. And when you lean into Nick Cage, letting Nick Cage be Nick Cage, it works really well.
0: Right. Well, and that. again, but they didn't try to force and, him because you could tell the movies that they try to force him in, and he does like the goofy, you know, vampire's kiss freak out type thing. Like that is, <laughs> again, it's, you know, you're just forcing him to be Nick Cage, which again, don't force him to do anything. In this movie, you could tell he was just having fun. He was just doing his own thing. Right.
1: Oh, yeah. he He had, it seemed like he had a blast doing it.
0: Yeah. And again, and it's and it's great. I mean, it's, it's it's it says a lot of his talent that he can like literally the, the entire movie he doesn't talk, and it really doesn't matter.
1: Yep. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> yeah, he just grunts. Like it's not even though like a little one line at the end, he literally does not talk. Does not utter a single word. Nope. The entire movie. Um. Yeah. Like this is. I have hopes. That we're gonna since we're gonna have like a big production with Five Nights of Freddy and we have you know Blumhouse doing it and Matthew Lurge gonna be in it, that maybe it will be good and what this can be, but I don't know if it'll beat Willie's Wonderland. Because it's because Nick
2: Cage made that movie.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean We'll it, see. It can be done well, it can be done bad. I mean, we won't know until we watch it, obviously, but um right. I I just based on experiences with Horror movies, I would probably lean towards bad, but that's I'm just throwing the odds. I don't know anything about the movie. I'm just going with the <laughs> no. odds.
1: No, yeah, you know, like highlights. This seemed like a better production value of Banana Splits movie. Um, it felt more like, like so the sh- old days with Showbiz Pizza and Celebration Station. And I guess Chuck E. Cheese, and this this movie was geared towards us. We well, okay, but
0: this this movie did it right. Okay. Yeah. This movie played heavily into nostalgia. Yep. Right. Because we all know those type of places, but it didn't try to use a specific license. It didn't have to. You know what I mean? We it understand a- yeah, we understand the concept. We don't need the actual name of something to go along with that. Right. Um, but again, yeah, nostalgia instead of names. So like I think like Stranger Things did the same thing. Where it's nostalgia, you recognize all the pieces of it, but it's a new thing. You right. know what I mean, and that's yeah. that, that's that to me is interesting. When you just rehash the same old stuff, it does it, that's not interesting to me, and it shouldn't be interesting to anybody else. But apparently it you is. Know.
1: Yeah. So like I said, highlight Nick Cage and the the well made movie. Mm-hmm. Like the the lady sheriff, I recognize her. I I couldn't tell you her name. I've seen her in other stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, she always plays like a mom.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that those are my highlights. Well, but your highlights? Um,
0: yeah, I mean, obviously, Nick Cage. I mean, I mean, he, he does a fantastic job in this movie, and it's again, it's like it's over the top. It's obviously ridiculous, but he does it so well, and the movie works so well that you don't even notice.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, no, he did a fantastic job.
2: Yeah. Um. Low
1: points, like you know, you understand. Why people are brought into horror movies, they're just there to get killed. But my goodness, the acting of those teenagers were atrocious.
0: Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, some were worse than <laughs> others, but yeah, I mean, but I mean, that's but
1: again, that's in horror movies, that's what you get. Well, we that's what I'm saying, this.
0: that's traditional horror movie acting, yeah, uh, that's normally the way that it's presented, that's just the way it is,
2: yeah.
1: Of course, you have the horny teenagers that have to do it in, like, the most disgusting place ever. Oh, I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> Can't have a horror movie oh. without a sex scene.
1: Exactly. What were your low points, though? <sighs> um,
0: I don't know. I don't, Honestly, there's not really anything that, like, stands out as as a low point. I mean, there's some things that I wasn't, like, too fond of but again that's just because it's you know it's just again they're skirting that line of cheese right um so like yep. but they did it well like 90 percent of the time it falls on the good side you know there's a few that fall on the on the bad side like you said it's primarily with um the kids mm-hmm. um i liked the whole story of how like <laughs> The the place existed, and then they did like a satanic ritual, and ended up in the the robots. I mean, that's ridiculous and goofy, but I, that, yeah. that's not a bad thing. I just I, that, I like that. I'm trying to think of it. It's something that I, I could like pull out that I disliked, that I can't really pull out any one thing. Um, I didn't like that uh, the guy was chewing on a sliver. <laughs> <laughs> that bothered me because it, the next day he was chewing on. The same Slim Jim, which means like he either kept it in his mouth while he was sleeping or he took it out, put it on a nightstand, and then put it back in his mouth in the morning,
2: (laughs) which is disgusting. That's fair. That's fair. And he should have had a cooler car.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah, the new Camaro is, you know, cool ish. Don't get me wrong, but he should have had an, he should have had a, Oh, uh, what was the name of his car in Gone in 60 Seconds?
1: They had the See, name for it. I told you, it's just his character in Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah, what
0: was it like Dolores or something, or something like Or Lucille yeah. or
1: something, I don't, I don't know. Lucille.
0: It, it was like it was, yeah. the car had a name. It should have been that car.
1: Yes, I don't disagree. Yeah. All right, so for me, number childhood ruined out of 10. Like I said, this was... Like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Like, I don't... This is always on the rewatch list now for me, um, and it's hands down better than anything else. I'm I'm going to eight point five on this one for childhood Road out of ten. What about you?
0: Um, it's a solid rewatch. I'll give it a seven out of ten.
1: Seven? Okay. Yeah. No, like I said, I I was not disappointed with rewatching this movie. Wasn't no, disappointed no. with rewatching. Pinocchio's Revenge? Yes. Yes, I was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah, this movie, again, I watched Pinocchio's Revenge after I told you it took me like three hours to get through it. <laughs> and afterwards, I watched this movie directly afterwards as a palate cleanser, and it worked well mm-hmm. for that. It was, it was fantastic in that respect.
1: Yes. All right, so why don't you bring us home with our last movie?
0: Okay. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to get one thing out of the way. Okay, his name is Winnie, right? Yes. Um, is Winnie the Pooh? He's supposed to be a Pooh bear. That's like, I guess, the breed of bear that he was,
1: correct? But every, he's always called Pooh. Is that right. what you're Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why does why does everybody just call yeah. him Pooh? I don't understand. Like, his name is Winnie. Why does everybody just call him Pooh? They'd be like, they, "Hi, uh, my name is Frank the dog. What's up, dog?" <laughs> Like, that no uh, ever, my no name one. is my name is not dog.
1: Well, they always call him Pooh or Pooh Bear.
0: Right. It's just odd to me. I
1: don't know. It, it, in the cartoon, it was always that way, too. I know. They never call him Winnie.
0: Again, it's just bizarre to me. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Anyway, so Blood and Honey. We start off with a little animated uh, story. Uh, basically, um, you not quite as happy as the traditional 100-acre wood that we're used to. Um, uh, to where the uh, you know all the all the characters were there. So you have, uh, you know, Winnie the Pooh. You have Piglet. You have Owl, Rabbit, and Eeyore. Um, but they're abominations is the word that they used. They're like somehow right. human animal hybrids, um, that are terrifying <laughs> to behold. But uh, Christopher Robin uh makes friends with them. Um, and he basically brings them food every day and he hangs out and he plays with them. Um, and he does that for a a good number of years. I mean, they Mm -hmm. explained that, you know, he met them as a child, um, and that he hung out with them every day until he went to college. So uh, I'm assuming at least a decade in there,
1: right? I I was saying 10 to 12 years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, okay. So he goes off to college and, you know, apparently Tells them, sorry, you know, I, I got to go to college. I'm not going to be here to take care of you. You kind of got to fend for yourself. Um, They are unable to fend for themselves. <laughs> and they essentially start starving to death. Um, And that, you know, when winter hits, they get, you know, desperate because there's no food. There's no, you know, they're, they're all going to die. So essentially they make the decision to kill and eat one of their own. And, of course, they pick Eeyore. Um, so they kill and they
1: oh bother
0: yeah. So they kill and they eat Eeyore to survive the winter. Yes. Um, and because they have to do this, they basically declare their hatred for Christopher Robin, who abandoned them and uh, stopped feeding them and made them fend for themselves, in which they could not do. So this act that they had to do, they blame on Christopher Robin. Um, uh, they basically blame all humans. Rejecting them as well, but specifically Christopher Robin, um, and then they yeah. also decide that they're never going to talk again because talking is what humans do. They're going to go full animal and only communicate as animals do.
1: We'll we'll discuss that, Might <laughs> <with> that <laughs>
0: later, <laughs> right? But that's that's this is the description that they gave us before the opening thing. End of animation, start of live yes. action. Uh, live action, we see Christopher Robin with his new wife, um, after college is bringing her to the forest, the hundred acre wood to see his friends. Um, because he's told her lots of stories about them. She doesn't believe them. I mean, rightfully so. Um, and, she, and he's going to bring her to this forest to show them to her, to prove to her that they do exist. And it's only um, been
1: five years since
0: he left. Right, it's been five it years.
1: Says five years later.
0: Correct, yeah, it says five years later. Correct, yes, it says five years later. Um, So they go yep. in uh the 100-acre wood, and they're looking around for them, and they find their, like, home that they had found before. But now it's, like, a kind of dark, twisted version of their home, right? Um, There's, like, kind of, like, you know, evil-looking chains and hooks and stuff. There's weird, like... Airstream trailers around <laughs> like uh, the, the homes look like they're all dilapidated and and, and beat up. It looks like uh, a hill folk lair is what it looks like. Um, So they go into. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's yeah. I mean, was, any
0: uh, any other horror movie you've seen where there's hill folk and you get to their lair. That's what it looks like. It looks just like that. A bunch of like wrecked cars and trailers and junk and like weird houses that look like they're about to fall down and
1: stuff. And, and and no this isn't england
0: correct this isn't <laughs> england this was filmed in england it's set in england yeah everyone has english accents yeah um so so they go into the house that used to be the house that they all lived in um as children to so to kind of see what's going on and it you know obviously run down looks bad um as they're in there they kind of sort of realize okay this isn't going the way we hoped we need to get out of here right this does not look good for us so, as they're going to leave, they hear somebody coming up the stairs. They hide um and they hide for a very long time because they show like it was daytime when they hid, and it cuts to nighttime. um so they'd obviously been hiding for a few hours, though so whoever it was came in and is snoring underneath blankets, but we don't get to see who they are um so they're sneaking out um and as they're sneaking out, uh they're caught yep. um and they're caught. And attacked by um, Piglet, right, or both yep. of them? I think it's well, uh, it's, Piglet. I think it's piglet. just Piglet. Anyway, so Piglet, piglet comes first. out, yeah, first, lo- yeah, looking like a, you know, it's a bizarre looking like big human with a boar's head, essentially.
1: Very tough. The, the tusk and everything, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so that they basically choke um his wife with a chain uh to death of <laughs> uh, and they eventually and they basically capture him and start you know torturing him he starts screaming why 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 and then it cuts away yeah and then it, we don't get a time break after that but we start going to um a bunch of girls or no actually it's a one girl who's in a therapy session Mm -hmm. who is very stressed out and her therapist tells her she needs a break. You know, she needs to go somewhere and disconnect for a while. So instead of
1: from the trauma, which is not explained.
0: Yeah. The trauma is not explained at this time. Um, but instead of like her, like, you know, just doing like a disconnect thing, you know, anywhere else, she decides to go with all of her friends into the middle of the forest, which is, Okay, I guess that's I guess different people have different ways of relaxing. I guess that's a way of relaxing. That's not my way of relaxing. I can say that. <laughs> um anyway, so they're basically they're all gonna go and hang out in this like, you know, Airbnb in the woods. Um uh there's supposed to be six of them. Um five of them show up. I guess it's kind of their one flaky friend, like oversleeps or something. Um, and she's going to get there later. Um so anyway, the five of them uh get there and it's a really nice house. Um, you know, it's really nice in there. It's got like a pool, it's got like a hot tub. It's like a it's like a, you know, a nice vacation spot. Um two of the girls I believe are in a relationship. Yes. Um it's a very bizarre relationship. It seems like they're very like standoffish with each other. Like, the one girl, you know, gets, like, you know, like, rose petals making a heart on the bed and playing, like, love songs and they go in the room and the other one is, like, very turned off by that. It's, it, I don't know, it's bizarre. Like, yeah, they're supposed to be in a relationship, but they show zero chemistry and, like, yeah. like they don't even want to be around each other. It's very weird. Um. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so yeah. That's really the only time it's ever mentioned. Um, but it's it was just a really weird scene. Anyway, so they all decide that they're gonna okay. We all got to turn in our phones. Um, and we're all gonna have a nice unplugged weekend, and you know we're gonna have fun. Um, and the only one that has a problem with this is like the Instagram girl, who is like you know obviously the aesthetically you know obsessed one. Um, I like who, to call
1: them. I like to call them TikTok whores.
0: Wow! Whoa! <laughs> These are some
1: dark words, there, buddy. I know TikTok. That's a bad. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you know, Instagram uh, girl, she is immediately takes her phone back, um, and then she goes and like you know puts on all kinds of makeup and puts on her best swimsuit, um, and then goes out to the hot tub and immediately starts you know just like taking pictures and you know again doing all Instagram type stuff, but she's out there by herself. Yep. Um, and everyone else is inside having a therapy session. Um, and this is where we find out that the, uh, the, the trauma that the girl had was because, um, she was essentially being stalked. Um, she had like seen like, you know, a chair by her window with footsteps. Um, you know, she was like, like, Oh, that's weird. That's odd. There's like one more, one night she got up to go get a drink of water. Um, and she looked out the window and there was a guy staring in the window. Yeah. Um. And she screamed. She called the police. You know, they couldn't do anything because nobody was there. Uh, but essentially, she eventually went back to bed. Um. And then, as she was sleeping, the guy got into the house and was undressing her in her bed. Um, yep. To where she woke up and screamed. And I'm guessing, I don't think anything else happened. They didn't describe anything else happening. But, I mean, that's a, I mean very traumatic. I'm not saying it's oh, not absolutely. traumatic. I'm absolutely. just saying, like, I believe that ended there. So she's been, like, super stressed. You know, she doesn't like being home alone. She has problems sleeping. Understandable. So this is supposed to be her healing weekend. Yes. Um, so her friends are all like, oh, you know, we're here for you. We didn't know that stuff. You know, anything we can do, you know, let us know. Um, so, Instagram girl is still out in the hot tub taking pictures of herself, and she's checking to see which um, pictures she's going to upload. And then she looks in the background of one of the pictures, and she sees um, the bear, right? Yeah. The Winnie the Pooh bear. Yes. Um. So, where she's all like, "Oh no! Oh, I guess the the other murder, the other murder happened first, right?
3: Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry,
0: friend. the flaky girl." This is earlier in the day. The flaky girl uh, was lost, and she tried calling everybody, but since she, they everybody had turned in their phones, they couldn't get a hold. She couldn't get a hold of anybody. Um, so she went to um, you know, once well, she tried to call him, she was like sitting in the middle of the road anyway. So she goes to like this uh, what what is it like a service station? Um, yeah, it's like all overgrown with ivy and stuff like that. Anyway, she gets there. Um, she meets Winnie the Pooh. Um, who is like this big hulking hill folk version of <laughs> Winnie the Pooh.
1: Um, I he, mean, he, he's leather face size. Yeah. He's giant. Winnie the Pooh. he's giant, yes. <laughs>
0: he's giant, giant hill folk Winnie the Pooh. Um, and he just like smashes her face against the, uh, wood chipper until she's essentially dead. And then he throws her into the wood chipper and then she gets, you know, whatever ground up pulped, pulpified. Yeah. <laughs> right. So sorry that was that was the first kill, so second kill uh is Instagram girl, um you know, she goes to get back in the house, and then she's like, "You know what? I'm not gonna let these people ruin my good times, so she goes back in the hot tub, yeah, um, and so yeah, Winnie the Pooh and piglet drag her out of the hot tub, drag her in the middle of the driveway. Winnie the Pooh gets in the car, they starts it up, her, oh yeah, sorry, they hog <laughs> her, and piglet was holding her down with a sledgehammer in her back. Um, yes. And then Winnie the Pooh started the car up and then drove it over her head. Yep. And we got a pretty graphic scene of her eyeballs popping out as her head was being squished. Yes. By the car. Um. And then they leave. They leave the body there. Um. And so then the other girls. Um. They decide the two girls that were in relationship go upstairs. Um. And the other two go out to check on Instagram girl. They obviously see her dead body. Um, They scream and run back in the house. Uh, Now they see a message in blood on the window saying, get out. Yep. Um, So they realize, oh, oh, maybe they're inside the house. No, the blood's on the outside. Oh, I guess they're outside. We should get a weapon and (laughs) we should hide or whatever. I don't know what they were doing, but um, so they, you know, they they split up again um, and they go to, you know, two of them go upstairs to go find a gun that was in a drawer
1: Yes, she um, had a gun. The yeah. main girl had a gun because of the stalker,
0: right? But th- that gun was a gun. I mean, yeah, it was it, a, was it was a fifty caliber revolver. I'm like, wow, yeah. <laughs> not the kind of gun you normally give people in that kind of situation. But hey, whatever, whatever works for you, I guess. Right. Um, anyway, so the other two uh, go out to the pool. Which is like an indoor pool. It's like a like a lap pool. It's
1: not very. It looked disgusting. I'm just going to throw that out there.
0: Uh, I mean, the pool looked okay. It was just weirdly small.
1: Yeah, like it was what three feet wide. (laughs) Yeah, again,
0: it was. It's like one of those pools that, like, you know, that whatever they like shoot water out of jets and you like swim in place. It looked like one of those kind of pools. Anyway, um, so yeah, they go out there. Um, Piglet comes in with his chain and his hammer. Um. The girls fall in, or no, one girl falls in the water and tries to get away from him. And he, you know, she's barely touching the ground. She's like bouncing off the ground, but he's like so tall that he can just walk back to the deep end Um, and essentially gets, finds her down there and just smashes her with a hammer. And she's just down. And so the the other girl is just screaming as this is happening. Um, And essentially the other two girls come out uh, with the gun, but they just grab her and then run away. Um, and then they they run away and they run into the forest, essentially, uh, and they end up going to the hideout that we saw with Christopher Robin and his wife earlier. So the the hill folk hide away. Um, they end up getting there. Um, they find another woman there. I don't know where that woman came from.
1: I believe she was when they went to that station. There's an older couple that was there, I believe, it was the woman from that couple.
0: Right, but they made it seem like they knew her. I don't know. It was a very weird interaction. Like, I think there was, like, a deleted scene there somewhere where they, like, got to know each other or something. Uh, it's, something like that. It, it seemed like they knew each other, but they, like, again, this is the first time we're really meeting this lady. Anyway, so she's, like, obviously been tortured. It's like, she's, like, tied up and tortured.
1: Missing um, an eye.
0: Yeah, she's, like, missing <laughs> an eye. She's obviously been beat to shit. Um, So they they free her. Um. And then they're trying to escape, but that lady sees her own face. She sees what they did and she decides that she's going to go get revenge on them. Um, so she takes the gun away from, from the, the one girl. And then the other girl is going to just hide behind something waiting for this to happen. And then she grabs the gun and then she's screaming to like, try to get piglet to follow her. Um, and piglet comes out and she shoots one time. I think just to get their attention. And yeah. then when she goes to shoot him again, there's no more bullets. No, the gun the gun stopped working. Well, I, whatever. She was pulling the trigger and it was clicking. It jammed. <laughs> okay. Well, but the... when a revolver... Okay, one, <laughs> revolvers don't jam. Two, if they do jam, that means that the revolver is not turning and the trigger is not pulling, both of which were happening because I was looking at the gun. So I don't think the people understand how guns jam in this field. But again to me it just seemed like they didn't they only had one bullet
2: which is stupid yep.
0: anyway regardless <laughs> the gun doesn't work um piglet essentially kills her attacks her and kills her um the one girl who whose girlfriend was murdered by piglet um she finds his hammer and essentially goes after him and ties him up and then, you know, basically tortures him and, and I, I guess kills Piglet because he doesn't yeah. show up again after
1: this. Correct. He's, he's dropped like a sack of potatoes.
0: Right. Yeah. So Piglet has been killed at this point. So all that's left is, is, is Winnie the Pooh. So Winnie the Pooh is chasing uh, the two girls that are left through the woods. Um, They end up on a road Um, and they see like a truck headlights moving towards them. So they wave them down. And like four good old boys get out, right? Um, so they see this big old bear <laughs> looking thing. Um, hey, you pan the bear. Yeah, hey, you kind of the hey, you freak. I mean, yeah, they're all like just, <laughs> you know, screaming at him, being stupid. So they all go, Oh, we'll take care of him. You know, cause he's been chasing you, He's been scaring you? We'll take care of him. So they all like get a uh, like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> bat which I thought was funny is like Uh, the guy, the good guys, well, one, an English guy had a baseball bat, (laughs) which I don't believe for a second cricket bat. Sure. Right. But but it was a, it was a Louisville slugger that he had. I mean, it was like a real baseball bat. I'm like, okay, this does not seem like the UK to me, but whatever. Um, so they all get out and they all surround him and they're all like talking all kinds of shit. Uh, and they hit him in the head with a crowbar and he like, you know, flinches from it because you have to, and then he like turns back. Like nothing's happening, and they're like, "Oh, I guess you're tough, but you can't take all of us on." And so they all just start beating on him with the crowbar and the and the bat. And one guy's just got like a bottle of champagne.
1: Yep, champagne. <laughs>
0: yeah, so he smashes him with a bottle of champagne. And for some reason, that is Winnie the Pooh's turning point. He does not like being smashed with a with a champagne bottle. Um, so when that happens, he turns and just like slashes the guy's face off. Um, yeah and he runs back to the car, trying to get in the car. The girls don't want to let him back in the car um and he just basically proceeds to just murder all of these guys, um yes. except for the last one who tries running away and I'm assuming bees kill him,
1: yeah, so the funny thing is there you know it there is blood and there is honey, and Pooh drinks both of them together, so bees kind of follow him every once in a while because of the honey. So he's able to like command a swarm of bees,
0: right? But they don't—they don't. One, they don't explain it. Two, they don't show it. I mean, and again, whenever the bees only show up exactly twice in the entire movie. Yeah. One time was when they looked and saw him through a window, and then like like some stuff flew by. That was it. That was the yeah. only warning we had before this. And the second one is like some weird stuff came flying out of the woods in the middle of the night and attacked this guy. That was it. There was no other. Explanation. No other visuals. Nothing is happening.
1: Um, I like. I like to point out that Winnie the Pooh cry chops people's limbs off.
0: Oh yeah. No, yeah. Well, he. I'm assuming he's like using his bear claws or something. You, I don't know what he's
1: doing. They don't show claws. But no, they just don't. Chops. He just looks like he has
0: regular yellow hands. But he like when he's. He looks like he's just slapping people. But when it's he does it, he like slap, tears. Slap, slap, slap. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it looks like he's doing but he's like tearing off flesh when he does it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, so he kills all those guys. He comes back to the car. Um, they start the car and, uh, you know, basically try to run him over. Or I guess they do run him over um, and they're driving. And of course he survives and he climbs in the back of the, the truck. Um, he gets, you know, to the, the top of the truck, they slam on the brakes and he falls. Um, but of course they crash at this point. So they're all bloody. Uh, and all stunned uh, and when the one girl wakes up Winnie the pooh already has her other friend and he's dragging her out of the car um and he brings her to the front of the car in full view and just like cuts her head off slap <laughs> yeah i mean yeah just like cuts <laughs> her head off throws her head at the windshield um and so the girl you know just kind of screams and gets out and is trying to run away of course falls down winnie the pooh's uh Coming after her and then, uh, oh, I guess I skipped the whole Christopher Robin thing. Uh, Okay, I'll rewind a little bit. Uh, One, they do show a scene of Christopher Robin is still alive um, and he's being like essentially chained up and tortured by Winnie the Pooh. Um, So we see like he's like trying to ask him to stop. He's like, what's going on? How come you're not talking to me? I thought we were friends. Uh, Winnie the Pooh looks like he has like an emotional moment looking in the mirror. Like, what have I become? Um, and then he just grabs a whip and just starts whipping Christopher Robin.
1: Now he grabs a like braided hair. Yeah. Well, it's, a yeah, it's a, like a hair <laughs> whip,
0: whatever. It's a whip. Yeah. Yes. Um, And then he whips him a whole bunch of times until he's bleeding. And then he picks up uh, his wife's like bloody skeleton and puts it next to him. I guess just to mess with them. Anyway, when the girls are then escaping, um, from the Hillfolk Hideaway. Later on, they run into Christopher Robin, and they free him. Um, yeah. and then he says, "Okay, you guys go ahead, I'll catch up." And then he's gone. And this is the first time he comes back. Yeah. So yeah, there wasn't a whole lot to do there, but we did have to bring it up. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. He shows back up. Anyway, so he hits. He gets another car from somewhere, and he hits Winnie the Pooh with his car, and he sandwiches him between the two cars. Uh, Winnie the Pooh appears to be dead. So Christopher Robin gets out of the car and is comforting the girl like, oh, you know, are you okay? You know, know, let's go off into the sunset and be friends. Uh, And then, of course, Winnie the Pooh gets back up, pushes both cars away from him, completely unarmed, (laughs) um, and then goes after them. Um, And there's kind of like this standoff where uh, it, it kind of seems like Christopher Robin is like appealing to his better half um that right. he may be like you know getting into his head and like okay you know we can be friends again like i'll you know let her go i'll come with you and i'll do whatever you want
1: i will never leave again right
0: yeah. i'll never leave again blah 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 um and so then winnie the pooh basically speaks his only words of the movie and he says you left and he just slits her throat yep um and then she bleeds to death and Trisa robin goes oh no and then the movie's over
1: and the very last thing is Winnie the Pooh will return.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh will return.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, so that's it. Yeah. Movie over.
1: Uh, so, you know, for we did go see this sale my I yesterday. <laughs> yeah. In a packed
2: theater. Well, it wasn't a, very big. A
0: small theater, but it was <laughs> packed.
2: Yes. Yes. Yes uh so what are your first i mean obviously this is our first watch what were your
1: thoughts on this movie initial thoughts
0: um <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean it's it's interesting i mean essentially it's like a like your typical kind of hill folk horror movie oh absolutely right? i mean that's essentially what it is i mean yeah they put of course they put the the winnie the pooh and and piglet face on him you know obviously gave him like a realistic horror looking face but um i mean that's essentially what it is it's it just yeah they put those faces on there but essentially it's just a, a Hail folk horror movie you know with honey scenes in it
1: it's it's wrong turn meets <laughs> with the yeah
0: yeah it's a, that's a, yeah it's exactly what it is um i mean i was watching the movie waiting for owl and rabbit to shut up to show up well, um
1: which they did not <laughs> at all well well the uh, when in the drawings they showed a skeleton of owl and they showed a spit with a rabbit on it, so they clearly cooked and ate owl and a rabbit I mean, they showed did, no
2: they didn't yeah, it did it was one of the drawings <laughs> yeah are you, now are you sure i don't think I am positive All
1: right. it was it was in like the newspaper clippings when the news uh newspaper clipping montage all the murders have happened around the woods yeah because they became cannibals essentially since they're part human so half cannibals i don't know what you want to call that yeah and uh is also missing uh 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 uh, uh rue and tigger
0: well they weren't mentioned though
1: yeah so i'm wondering if uh they're coming back for the sequel maybe
0: Uh, Maybe I'm just saying. Like I didn't, I didn't see anything with them. All of the drawings when they were describing them surviving showed owl and rabbit there.
1: Right, but there was another part where they showed, um,
2: the skeleton, the bird skeleton, and a uh, spit with a rabbit over a fire. Uh, I, I don't remember. No, I didn't see. that. He must all. have blanked it out. No, yeah, I
1: yeah. I mean, I'm gonna rewatch this when it comes out on video demand as well. So I'll I'll double verify that.
0: All right. Well, they didn't make it clear.
1: Right. They you're correct. They didn't make it clear. They only explicitly said they ate Eeyore. Right. Which you'd think you'd eat the well. That's bird the Like when the they, rabbit okay. first. when they <laughs> the went pig, when you, they
0: went to their little town. You mm-hmm. clearly saw the gravestone of Eor.
1: Yes, there was no other gravestones. Correct. I think they only cared about killing you. I don't, I don't first know. I don't that know about that. I
0: don't know about that.
1: I guess I'll have to watch it again.
0: I don't know. I don't think they're gone. I just don't think they showed up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we won't. I mean, the as we discuss the movie afterwards and the crowd. You know, this was a special screen, like only one uh, showing a day, and it's always at night. Uh, just because this was such a low budget horror movie, let's say, and I was surprised there was no trailers ahead of it. Like there were, but like the movie starred exactly at the right time.
0: Yeah, no, it did. And it, the, the the funny thing is, like the people were walking into the theater. Like, the movie was already on for 20 minutes. Yeah. And people were coming in and sitting down. I'm like, you guys missed the whole first 20 minutes of the movie.
1: So you have no idea what's going on. Well,
0: yeah. But then, I mean, obviously, we we found out why. Because they were just sitting there playing on their phone and talking all the whole time.
1: Yeah, and playing music. Right. But, again. I mean, so, yeah, my my thoughts, you know, like, okay, we knew. I think we knew. We've seen enough horror movies to know what we were getting ourselves into when we went to go see this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um and you know there's always there's already talks about a sequel of this him doing Peter Pan. He wants to do uh a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one like this. They're planning the whole universe of the uh,
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I
1: don't think is going to happen. Probably not. Maybe maybe Battletoads. Yeah, <laughs> no Battletoads
0: starts. I'm sure. I mean Teenage Free Mutant starts. Radioactive Black Belt <laughs> Hamsters, sure. Go for it. I'm sure that'll happen. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like Teenage Ninja Turtles, there's no way, dude. They've like they've rebooted them like four times, and the last time we rebooted it was just a couple years ago. Right. There's no way those rights are open. And <laughs> there's no way that they would let those rights go to that. Unless, no, unless, there's no way. Unless,
1: unless they give Eastman enough money. I there's mean, no yeah, only...
0: they don't. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> Teenage Turtles is a lot of money behind it. That's why they keep rebooting it.
1: Yeah. So I mean, we like I said, we knew what we were getting ourselves into. And and here's and here's a thought. Um, yeah, that's my first thought. We mean were get
2: ourselves I wasn't disappointed by it. I'm going to watch this again and again, more than likely. You know, um, i well, will discuss my low points when we get to that point. I think you might have the same low points as me.
1: <laughs> what about highlights for you though? Um,
0: highlights for me was the animated beginning. Um, it was great. It was fantastic. I mean the animation was terrible. It looked like somebody like drew it with pencil on a piece of like regular paper. Um yeah. but it was it was done well though like the narration, the way that it was like presented and described, like it was fantastic. The whole movie could have been like that. I would have been fine with it. Like I would not have been upset at all. It was great. Like I that, it, that to me was
1: like this is fantastic. It sounded like uh uh Rob Zombie's Dr. Loomis. Uh, yeah. Didn't it? A little bit. But it's British. So, I mean, maybe <laughs> that's. But I can see him doing a voiceover work for that, quite honestly. Malcolm McDowell? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I, mean, I don't know. I don't think it was him. But um, I thought one of the good old boys was Taika Waititi for a minute. It's. Yes. It looks just like I'm like, there's no ways in this movie. And then it showed it from a different angle and it wasn't him. But
1: I was like, there's no way. And then and then like a British Danny Trejo. Right, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He uh uh oh they look like they could have been in Mad Max, quite <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Right? Like one of them looked like a good old Australian guy, like the mutton chops and well, he had an Australian accent
0: too. Yes. He had he had the sleeveless button up flannel yes. and the and like the the crocodile dundee hat.
1: Right. And even their car was two cars put together, right? It was, <laughs> right? I'm just like, it's like, did we go to Australia Club all of a sudden? Like, what happened here? Right. Um, Highlights, I mean, as absurd as the movie is, they, I don't know a lot about Winnie the Pooh. I was never a Winnie the Pooh fan as a, as a kid. Um, but I'd say they got the essence of the story of Winnie the Pooh like the entire like the whole childhood part of it was i'd say fairly accurate maybe not the the freak hybrid pigman stuff but well i mean they were
0: they were like bears that could walk and talk so i mean it's not a big stretch to say they were like you know half man yeah. half beast abominations
1: yeah i mean this i feel like this movie was better than i was expecting
3: <laughs> yeah
1: no yeah i, don't what I was expecting was. Yeah. Um what about what about low points for you? I want to hear what your low points are. I you um, might know what mine are.
0: I mean low points it just I mean there's several of them but they're basically just how ridiculous those women were. I mean um I mean obviously like Hot Tub girl it's like dude seriously like your friend is here for a therapy retreat and you're out there like in makeup and a bathing suit like no <laughs> You know what I mean? Your friends are here for uh, an adventure, and you're not even paying attention to them. Uh, whatever it was, right. she was just a very, very shallow, shallow person. Yeah. Um. But I think uh the <laughs> the lowest point for me is I don't know what they did to that poor woman. Um. But the one <laughs> woman when she was like in like uh in the 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 hillbilly hideaway, they had mm-hmm. her like laying down on like I don't know if they're gonna like butcher or whatever the hell they were going to do but they had it like tied up and she was laying on her back and they gave you a profile of her entire body and when she was laying on her back the way that i don't know what they did if it was like a weird push-up bra or if they had like a girdle on her or i don't know what like like the
1: 50s bra that was perfectly pointed Yeah.
0: yeah it was like one of those but it was like so her body was so bizarrely shaped it looked like a like a triangle (laughs) like yeah like uh, i mean seriously like her her breasts were like coming out of her neck and they were going like straight out and then they came in a sharp angle down i was i don't know what they (laughs) did to that poor woman but i felt so bad for her but you think with like the kind of extended scene that they had you know like profile linked like that you'd think they would like see oh that looks terrible maybe maybe we should take the girdle off of her (laughs) (laughs) but no they left it they left it in
1: Yeah. Uh here from my low point. Mm -hmm. They shunned humanity, but they sure had no issues using humanity's tools and cars.
0: Or clothes.
1: (laughs) Or clothes.
0: Right? Like if you're gonna shun humanity to the point where you won't speak human language, but you're still gonna wear
1: hillbilly clothes. (laughs) And use know how to drive a car and use a hammer and have trailer park trailers. And like I'm like, okay, you want to shun humanity. (laughs) And there was not a lot of human things in Winnie the Pooh, from what I can remember.
0: Well, they lived in houses. Right.
1: But they but not houses, houses like a tree. Or well, a it was cave. a tree that
0: had furniture in it. I know. It was but, a house.
1: But, but what I'm saying is, okay, that's when they were accepting of humanity, that part's fine. They go, We're shunning humanity. Oh wait, let's use all these things humans have. It was that's what made it more hillfolk and more wrong turn than I think they should have been. They should have been able to like make spears out of wood and or use, you know, piglet gore someone. <laughs> well wood yeah, folk. if they
0: were if they truly shunned <laughs> all of humanity, they would have been running around at all fours, totally naked. Right. Making pig noises. Um right. I think they just put that in there to explain why they don't talk. Cause I think they probably couldn't talk in those masks.
1: Right. And I, I understand that, but they, they, I feel like because they, they said they shunned humanity, but they clearly didn't. It's just for speaking. They decided they should have said they didn't want to speak human language. And that would have been fine, but not, shun all of humanity and all of their things.
0: Right. Well, I mean, yeah, he was wearing like overalls and a flannel and like timberlands. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. And they were clean, which means that he's doing laundry, which means that he's pretty like human. I mean, in his, in his actions and stuff, like, I mean that he doesn't talk is pretty stupid considering if you're doing laundry, I don't know of anything more human than doing your own laundry.
1: Oh, also, I I don't know many bears that would kill something and go wash the blood off of them.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, again, it's yes, I can agree with that. Very pick and choose with their, their right animalistic shunning.
1: Yeah, and so and maybe we'll get back with more Christopher Robin because he's not gone, and Pooh is coming back. <laughs> so that that's my low point. Just I'm like. Alright, like you're you're breaking your you're picking your and choosing your own rules here. You make the rules, establish
2: it and follow it. But no. <laughs> so Number of Childhoods ruined out of ten for you on this one. Uh, mm, six. Alright, so it's a rewatchable with the
1: drink.
0: 10. Yeah.
1: I mean, I said I'm gonna rewatch it again. When it comes on on demand, I'm watching it with the wife. She I told her what happened. She's like, not Eeyore. I'm like, oh bother, I guess you should eat me. That's right. <laughs> like they needed to have that. Because he was very depressed. <laughs> <the same way. laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, it's It's better than a Banana Splits
2: movie, but not as good as Willys Wonderland. So I'm going... (laughs) 7.5. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm interested to see where this goes, right? Because there's
1: this whole... You know, part of why we're seeing this, part of why we're discussing this, and there's been a lot of... probably fake controversy about this stuff because people are upset that they're taking childhood things and making them horror, which you could arguably say that most of our childhood things were quite graphic and horror from the original stories from the original fairy tales and stuff like that. And they toned them down. And then these are just kind of bringing them back. I would say, right.
2: That's fair. Yeah.
1: Cause Grimm's fairy tales were not happy things. Well, right. Right. So I'm perfectly okay with them continuing this trend. I would love to see this trend happen more.
0: Well, they tried to do it. They've tried to do it multiple times before. Yes. Like, I mean, how many Hansel and Gretel movies do we have?
1: Right. It's like four? Yeah. I mean, that was right. And I think, ooh, that should be in the woods ones for us. The new Hansel and Gretel.
0: Well, that, we could do a whole show on Hansel and barrel there's at least three that i know of
1: yeah or like grim fairy tales
2: but well, there's I'm a lot of those
1: yeah i mean i don't think anything that comes out would taint ever taints like my childhood memories of the original thing like i'm still you know when people always say oh this ruined my childhood that this movie this remake or whatever or sequel that's 40 years later Gets rid of your memories of what you enjoyed from the first ones, and I can just go that movie's bad, and still enjoy the originals, right? And I don't think I I don't think they're ever gonna make something here that's gonna make me like not like it because it is horror movies. Um, I'm just wanting to think of what properties I'd love to see go this way. I mean, I feel like there's so many things that could go this way.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, do any of them? I mean, that'd be great. Any anything that's a Disney movie that you can counter with a horror movie is good in my book.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, And I'm hoping this trend continues where we start getting more good ones because going through those lists, there's been some atrocious ones and we didn't even hit those on this episode. (laughs) Thankfully. Other than Pinocchio's Revenge. (laughs) Um, There's there's a whole other skew of this thing that people always get upset by it.
0: Well, they get upset. Well, again, they get they're getting upset because this movie does what um what, what I was talking about before, what the banana splits does not, is that this movie, like Winnie the Pooh, has been popular for a very long time. And it continues to
1: be. Isn't it like a hundred years at this point? Well it's only it's Something over a hundred like that. years.
0: That's why it's in the public domain because yeah. the original books yeah. Yeah, are over hundred years. But yeah, but and and Disney tries and tries and tries to stop people from doing this kind of stuff, but they can't. They can't stop it anymore. That's why this happens. Um, but Winnie the Pooh is still popular. You know what I mean? Right. Like people still know what Winnie the Pooh is. People still know. Uh, so essentially, Disney has you know this this probably Winnie the Pooh that's been popular for you know however I don't know when their Winnie the Pooh shows came out, but it was a long time ago. I mean, it was you know younger, older than me, and I'm pretty old. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so they been but they've been you know they persist, right? They've been popular mm-hmm. for a very long time. They've stayed in the you know knowledge of everyone, like even kids. You know, nowadays, know Winnie the Pooh. And every generation, oh, my kids all know the, way back, the Pooh. Yeah, hands down. Right, and like all the way back to my parents, probably maybe even a generation further than that, knows who Winnie the Pooh is. It's never gone away. It's always been right there in the pop culture, you know, pantheon. Right. Um. Yeah. Now. So, like, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey makes total sense, because if you can make a horror movie based on a still popular franchise, why wouldn't you do that, right? It's an easy name recognition thing. People go and watch it. Now, this is what I feel like the Banana Splits had to, like, manufacture, right? Mm -hmm. They were, like, trying to pretend, like, let's pretend, like, the Banana Splits have been popular since they came out like exactly like how winnie the pooh was right Winnie the pooh was popular when it came out still popular today banana splits popular when it came out died in two years nobody gave a shit after that right right? and so they manufactured this alternate earth where people still give a shit to where now the movie makes sense because this the people still like it today which Mm -hmm. again i don't again i didn't understand what the audience was but it's really like it's a they a movie like this that makes sense to me why they would make it and they tried to like force that but and then but as again they had to put it in an alternate earth in order for it to even make sense that's how stupid the right. idea is that they have right. to go make an alternate earth where it even
2: makes sense yep yeah
1: no i i hope this trend continues because you know, I, I don't necessarily like the idea of Disney owning the stuff, considering Disney didn't own the original books, so they shouldn't be able to own those rights. And I don't think they should be able to own the rights to the Grim Fairy Tales and that stuff. I think people—it's public domain, so it should stay public domain. Yeah, it's the same name, but you already took that story from someone else. It's not your original. Well, original. and now
0: they know that, and now that's why all of their new stuff is all original because Correct. they know that nobody <laughs> can take that away from them. But when they started out they were still playing off of, of known things. Like all of their earlier stuff was all yep. known stuff, you know, again, like Winnie the Pooh, Peter Pan, Snow White, you know, all this stuff was already existing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got it from stories from somewhere else. I mean, like all the way up to like, you know, little mermaid, Aladdin. I mean, those were all stories before they got their hands on it. Yep. Um. So now they understand like, Oh yeah. Well, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's like eventually <laughs> eventually it's gonna be, you know, uh public domain and people can do whatever they want with it. And then it's gonna be like, you know, our franchise is gonna be tainted, you know, like blood and honey taints uh, their Winnie the
1: Pooh vision, I'm sure. I don't think it does. I, I think they're separate enough that I don't think people are gonna confuse them. Oh, I I know that. I mean it's fine for me, it's fine for
0: most regular people. I'm just saying like Disney execs don't like it. Um, and moms that you know clutch their pearls <laughs> when anything <laughs> bad ever happens, they're going to be very upset by it because it's something that their children love and that they might be confused because, again, they think everyone's an idiot
2: mostly because oh, well, they so are. I think
0: of the children, yeah. It's, it's just <laughs> get over yourself. I mean, these people get upset about everything, so again, yeah. I can see those people being upset, but again, they're going to be upset at anything,
2: correct? Right, so.
1: All right, cool. Like I said, over, overall, it wasn't it wasn't a horrible week. <laughs> um, the best of weeks. Either. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> it
0: wasn't the greatest. It was better than M. Night Shyamalan, at least. <sighs> right.
1: So that's we got that going for us. For right. Week. All right, cool. Anything else to add to this? Uh, nope. Okay. So what are we watching next week?
0: uh stay tuned for next week as we dive into our march director spotlight we're doing brandon cronenberg uh we're we'll watching three movies yes. we're we'll watching antiviral possessor and infinity pool and of course so you know spoiler warnings ahead because infinity pool just came out um so if you want to hear us ramble you have to make sure you watch it before <laughs> that
1: oh yes I, I i'm excited we did we did one spotlight of on his dad doing Brandon next week. I, I, I'm i excited for this. Yeah. But we good. just
0: got to wait for him to start in his own movies. Oh, like yep. how David Cronenberg started Nightbreed.
1: <laughs> yep. It's coming. I feel it.
2: <laughs> I feel it.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, then on that note, this has been Graveyard saying, have you checked on the children? Uh, this is Salem saying,
0: long live the new flesh.
3: Good night.